This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, it's good to be back. What is the crack, everybody? Uh, my name is Gordo, and this is a little swap cast I did with the bios over at Straight Out of Lockdown. They reached out to me, and uh, yeah, they're fans of the show, and Lockdown forced their hand into creating a podcast of their own. So they're interviewing uh, artists and creators and interesting people, and uh, this is my conversation with them. You can find them uh, straight out of lockdown is the name of the show. You can find them on all the Spotify's and the Apple Podcasts and all that shenanigans uh, if you want to go have a go. And, uh, yeah, guys, it's been a while. I'm working on some stuff, working on Season 8. Uh, the lockdown means that I can't get people in the motherfucking studio. I wanted to obey the rules. Uh, wearing a mask and stuff, even though, you know, I'm not really... Yeah, I mean, you drive the speed limit because you don't want to kill somebody in your car uh, even if you want to go real fast so you want to get there sooner you totally can and I mean like who doesn't go mildly over the speed limit sometimes when you're going around but by and large uh, you know I don't want to upset anyone I don't want to fight with anyone so we didn't have anybody here um, in the studio when lockdown was on so I'm producing this stuff I don't know about second waves I don't know about fucking infection rates and our numbers or anything like that so I, I, I'm playing it handy uh, but season 8 is on the way I have a few little episodes here uh, two more big ones and a few true crimes and stuff and also uh, we've got a bunch of interviews so I have an interview coming with uh, Isaac Weishaupt who's a, a, a great creator as well a conspiracy man and uh, author talking about occult stuff uh, in this lockdown special episode Swapcast uh, I talk about, you know, the shit that's going on with me, um, how lockdown is treating me, how lockdown is treating everybody, what I think about it and all this kind of shit. Uh, what about the show, the direction of the show. So it's all in and I'm not going to tell you in this intro. I just want to say, um, it's been a while. I, I'm sorry. I missed you guys. I'm sure you miss me if you're here listening to this. Um, big episodes to come. Season 8 going to be Whopper. Uh, I'm recording episodes now and setting up now that'll be released until next June, July. So like a whole year's worth of stuff I'm trying to put together. And I'm also trying to fill back up my head full of info, full of the love of the game. Um, I talk about it in this Swapcast anyway, so you can get the grips with what's uh, rattling around my brain box. But it's great to be on the mic again. It's great to be talking to you guys again. We've been doing like little live, live streams. We've been doing little bits and bobs, uh, interviews, and I've been practicing a few bits. And the TCG Towers is built. It's ready. 
multi cameras, comfy seats, loads of fucking topics to talk about. The world is falling apart. We're talking about like Black Lives Matter, coronavirus, fucking pedophile elite. All that shit is going to get talked about in the future, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, it's hard to be, you know, like a Tim Pool or a Philip DeFranco and be Johnny on the spot always with the fucking brand new news. Like, you'd never get a rest for yourself if you were like a daily news guy. And I am not and never will be a daily conspiracy news guy. That was never the plan. And at the time I started the show, conspiracy theories were definitely not a fucking daily news occurrence. The world has changed. And uh, I want to be the best version of, you know, Gordo that I can be. I want to be somebody who's able to, you know, still have joy in making this stuff without feeling the pressure of trying to be first, which is always like the the kiss of death for um, any kind of creator. If you have to be first, man, you're a fucking YouTube drama channel or you're some kind of sleazy, like Amanda Knox type um, fucking news journalist like jumping on the thing doesn't matter if you're right so long as you're first like nah fuck that shit uh, I want to take some space I want to look at some shit I know people are asking for opinions I get 15-20 DMs a day uh, people asking for stuff on all these different platforms what do you think of this what do you think of this what do you think of this thing and I'm like you just sent me the link <laughs> I know what <laughs> like you're sending it to me because you think something what do you think do you know and in that vein, on that on that point, uh, I just want to invite everybody to come over to the Discord. I'm extricating myself from Facebook. I'm taking myself off the, the Twitterverse. Hopefully, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to delete all the tweets. Not in a fucking Chrissy Teigen kind of way, but just in a way of like, I don't want to add to, add to I don't want to be part of the foundation of something like that. Like, you know, I have 20,000 fans on almost 20,000 on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. It's around about that number, 15, 20,000, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just fucking petrol on a, on a, on a bonfire. Do you know, I'm not contributing to it. I've deleted Twitter from my phone, so I'm not, I'm not interacting with it. The only thing I use it for now is DMing people and uh, telling when I have episodes up. I'm not going to be interacting with the news cycle in Twitter. It fucking melted my head over the last eight or ten weeks. Do you know? Get stuck in it. It's fucking crazy shit. Crazy shit. That has no purpose and no value. Because the only people seeing it are the people who are going to fight with you. And if you don't agree with it, you're in a row. And if you do agree with it, you're only getting people tickling your balls saying, well done. So it's not actually making anything. It just gives you that, you know, rat hitting the bar for the pellets type of feeling. It was taking my, my time and stealing my life. So I'm off that, back to creating, back to making my own shit. But if you want to engage in a conversation and talk with Conspiracy Guys fans, there's a Discord server there. DM me on any platform, I'll send you an invite. I'm not putting it up public because there's bots and shit. Uh, info at those Conspiracy Guys is the email. Or indeed, if you're a Patreon, I would highly recommend you jump in. Uh, the Patreon DMs and messages and stuff is not great. But if you link up your Patreon and your Discord account... It's fucking class because you get to see all the stuff that's in the Discord. I'm rooting all the live shows and uh, have like kind of a, a, a plan for a little radio station type thing where you drop in and you listen and then you can talk with other people. Um, it's all kind of automated files. Uh, there's a few thousand people on it already. 
They're all sharing links. Everything is broken up by different categories. Discord is the way it's going to be. I'm off YouTube, off Facebook, off Twitter, uh, you know, for the most part. Only using it for notifications and DMs. I'm not partaking in that shit no more. So if you want to be in TCG land, Discord is the way to be. For videos, BitChute and Vimeo. So the Vimeo will host all of the live streams and the video streams and all that kind of crack. Everything that I'm making uh, now and from like season six up till now and on into the future will be filmed. So there's loads of video uh, live streams from inside the studio. They're all on Vimeo. They should be all on BitChute as well, but Vimeo is uh, more reliable. There are exclusive videos as well that you can get on Vimeo from your Patreon account. So patreon.com slash guys. Get on that. It's a new age. Uh, we're trying to get out of this Google, Facebook, Twitter bullshit. And uh, I've taken time to consider the future. Some great stuff is happening. Stuff that you wouldn't fucking believe. All in the wrong order. Well, not the right order, let's say. In a different order to what I had uh, anticipated. But look, this is the fucking crack. Hope you enjoyed this little swap cast. I know this was a long intro, but I needed the fucking... This is a state of the union kind of thing. I haven't talked to you in a while. while. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And if you're a Patreon supporter, thanks even more. Because you're a fucking legend. I really appreciate y'all. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your attention. And most of all, in this time on the planet, uh, I appreciate the fact that you're thinking for yourselves. And that's all we ever wanted from those conspiracy guys to check your sources, look twice, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> you know, it's a fucking hard habit to have than just to swallow down all the stuff that's yummy. And um, yeah, I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Here's a swapcast with the boys from Straight Out of Lockdown. More swapcast, more interviews, more episodes, more true crime. And season eight is on the fucking horizon. Love you guys. Okay, enjoy this podcast. Bye. Hitler, Roswell, JFK, cryptozoology and NSA, global warming and 11 government lies. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Straight Out of Lockdown. Acer brother, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, mate. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you very much. We're going to start with the, the regular formalities. Acer, what are you drinking? So tonight, I've got myself a lovely drop of cider, Thatcher's Gold, um, from, from the Somerset region. What about you? Um, well, I'll, I'll let you guess. I've gone back to something that's similar to my norm, but uh, shoot away. Oh, um, is it for New Zealand? It might be. Is it white? <laughs> it's not. There's the change. So Ooh. this week I'm rocking a Sauvignon Blanc blush. Ah, oh, so it's pink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> At least However, pink's your colour. Absolutely, mate, because it's a one look at the sun and I'm already there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on, Maka, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, guys. You all right? Yeah, really good, mate. Really, really good. What have you got in your hands? I've you gone <laughs> standard. <laughs> um, I've gone for the same as what I had last week. I've got Morgan Spice Lime and Coke. I just thought that's what I've got in the cupboard. I'm just going to go for it. Hey, brilliant, man. Sounds good. 
With those formalities out the way, Asa, please welcome this week's very, very special guest. Right, so this week we've got a fantastic guest and it's my pleasure to introduce Gordon from Those Conspiracy Guys. Gordon, welcome and thank you for coming on the podcast. What's the crack, lads? How are we getting on? Yeah. Good. Good. Nice to have you. It's uh, it's great to be here, yeah. Talk, talk about what, what have you got in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gordon, that's a very good question. This, this what have you got show. in your hand? <laughs> uh, well, I haven't drank alcohol or taken any drugs in, in over nine and a half years. So I'm 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 going for the Savannah special, just a, an iced tea. An oh, uh, with, with added extra sugar, just for that. Just for the mention buzz. of diabetes on the side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just for the rush. Uh, we love our e numbers on the show, so everything's fine. Yes, um, yeah. I noticed I've listened to some of your older episodes, and you're like, "Yes, I'm drinking a, a gin and tonic with a, a lime peppered with a, you know, and it's all like fancy drinks." <laughs> And then this week, this week you cunts are like, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking uh, white wine and a cider from a can <laughs> in a brown paper bag. It is literally like, from a can as well. Yeah, we have to keep it classy for those conspiracy guys. Like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, just Nothing from you. a glass, mate. Thank you very much. He's uh, 100% talking about you, Kieran, with that gin bloom boy. <laughs> Keep it straight. That's what we like. Absolutely keeping it straight. Um, so, Gordon, tell us a bit about yes, yourself sir. and your fantastic podcast. Well, yeah, the podcast, those conspiracy guys, it's a it's a, a trundling monster at this stage. Um, so I described my ex. <laughs> um, <laughs> she is well known as the podcast, though. That's the thing. Um, I've got another word for her, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I mean, at its at its height, it could have been over a million downloads a month. Whoa! You're talking thir- thir- Thirty-five, knocking on forty million career downloads for the whole show since it started twenty fourteen. Fuck off! We talk about um, conspiracy theories, history. Uh, we we relook at certain situations, uh, like assassinations or celebrity deaths or. You know, incidents of intrigue. Mm. Uh, some of the, some of the more, uh, I guess, the meaty ones, like the Dyatlov Pass incident. Nine Russian students go missing in the, in the, in the mountains. And you wouldn't think you'd be able to talk about it for six hours, but you fucking would. There's proof. Yeah. And then some of the classics, you know, like the JFK assassination, nine eleven. Yeah. Loads of stuff about aliens, ghosts, monsters like werewolves and shit. Um, it's a broad spectrum of, uh, I guess, what would you call it? Topics of topics of uh, science fiction and uh, mystery intrigue. And then uh, after a little while, I saw I started to see that uh, some of the podcast episodes or topics that we were doing, they were actually like true crime cases. Some of the earlier ones were like the Madeleine McCann mm-hmm. case, uh, James Bulger John- as well. Jamie Bulger, John yeah. Benet Ramsey, like some of the earlier ones, I was like, yeah, and, and they don't go to the to the the depths, like the historical depths of some of the others. And I, I decided then uh, in about 2016 to branch off and have specifically branded true crime episodes. So there's a whole true crime thing there now as well. Hey. And all this shit is blowing up, man. Like the Twin yeah. Towers. Like this shit is... <laughs> <laughs> it's fixed. It fits the narrative, Gordon. Uh, yeah. 
who would have thought like in, in 2014 uh you know the internet uh, in its in its uh, like pretty much in its heyday like it's all been downhill since we started yeah. <laughs> 2020 has not been a good year well uh, um, the, the, the fucking uh, uh, the Mayans were right in 2012 December 2012 the world ended and we all never woke up and this is all just a collective dream we're all having yeah um, and these are the, the last kind of throws of a nightmare we're all about to jolt awake from yeah uh, in the uh, afterlife. please don't wake me up please don't wake me up <laughs> Gordon, it's where going did okay the, for me where did the um, uh, where did the podcast start i i was always into conspiracy theories man i, lo- I loved them since i was a kid uh always asking extra questions in in school you know learn about egyptians i just put my hand on well i actually read a book that says this and this and this what do you think about that mr teacher and the teacher's like can we give you fucking tablets to fuck off, please? <laughs> wrecking my jaws. I'm surprised they didn't diagnose you with some sort of ADHD just to get rid of you. Well, this is the thing. Back in Ireland, back in the day, uh, they used to try and keep the active ones active because they were the they were the ones that were put out. Let's just say. Um, <laughs> Ace is not very good at that, admittedly, and we've got evidence to prove it. Two kids. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go and uh, you know take a bunch of tablets and and be. be uh, be not myself so mm. you know i asked questions i i looked at loads of different uh science fiction like movies and tv shows i was fascinated mm. with the x-files is reading all these books man and i was deep into it like in an alternative I, I guess an alternative world of media i wasn't into football i wasn't into fucking you know like uh, uh collecting what were those like shiny you know the cards you get like magic the gathering pokemon or some shit like that. Stuff like that yeah a pokemon i wasn't into fucking that i play computer games I smoked yes. a bit of diesel, diesel hash, diesel hash. and I, and I Come yeah, man. and I um, heavily masturbated. <laughs> tore, Rip the head off it. Tore strips off myself. Um, <laughs> put welts in my hands, pulling myself around the room and my tippy toes. And, and I was just massively into like alternative shit. Like I was never really sure about history. And I always thought, like, man, there's something fucking shady going on. Mm. And a lot of the, the you know, mid mid to late 90s, when your kind of brain comes online, like, until you're about 11, you're a dope, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you're a sponge of information. Whatever anyone tells you, you'll believe it. And, you know, fortunately, some people can be given uh, or downloaded, uh, uh, you know, a, a decent operating system so that they'll go into adolescence with, you know, some semblance of, uh, reality mm. like proper how people work and the way you know a lot of people end up with like fucked up parents because parents are people too and they make some mistakes mm. and they, they pass on the mistakes that their parents passed on to them and you're just mm. like this is how you bring up a child <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> yeah go out and find did you just say get your bell out <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, we were we were sent out to find uh, the, the stick to beat us with. Like, go out and find no your own. You way. choose your own stick, <laughs> like Richard Pryor. Yeah. What you was your stick of one. choice? Did you go for Did you go for something a bit girthy or? A bit you know, you had to get you had to get what was called a Sally Switch, which is basically like a bramble or a briar. Fuck and, off! Uh, yeah, because it had like the, <laughs> had the the malleability, and you just pull the thorns off, and pull the leaves off it, and it just cut through the air like. <laughs> Like it's just, I bet you yeah. felt like you were running the national when you heard that. Absolutely, you put an extra crack in your arse. It would have won it as well. Uh. But um, yeah, I wasn't into fucking sports and and all the, all the pursuits that that 
you know, and I wasn't a very, um, I wasn't like one of these, you know, teenage Latarios, these lads that are up to their elbows and all the girls from yeah. like 10th form, you know, you're all like, mm. like getting it on, <laughs> uh, going, going to parties and sucking on tits. Like I wasn't that dude. So like, I'd stay home and read like books about witches and monsters and aliens and, mm. you know, and I was fascinated with history and watching all these movies, man, and just got like, uh, it was an inside child, do you know, like getting all the all the uh, the the content and all that stuff like american americana you know B- bbc friday night comedy like all the the english co- like pop culture like was just all fucking indelibly downloaded into my head and uh, it's all coming out now like mm. all that was research really yeah you can come up with like analogies and oh that looks like your the, that looks like the chin off the da from step toe and son or something you know like some weird step toe and son oh yeah, my some god weird, like pop culture reference like you jersey out mine like <laughs> or washing in the sink uh... <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah so like uh, the 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 show came from the love of conspiracy theory mm. because like obviously a lot of people's uh, trigger, especially like the millennials, like us lads, you know, millennials. Mm. Uh, we yeah. we were kind of of a, a coming of age where we were adults at the time that nine eleven happened, and we were all like, "Oh my god, shit! We're gonna have to live in a world where this happened mm. yeah. as adults. Like, we're gonna really have to face the consequences of yeah. this thing." You know. Mm. Um, before it was just anecdotal, like we were all going through the nineties, <laughs> and, and, and the the Celtic Tiger is roaring in Ireland. England is going through the fucking new labour, new danger. Boom! Tony Blair is fucking throwing out ten pound notes out of the windows in Downing Street, like for people <laughs> to fight over. And um, the world was good, you know. And mm. and and then all of a sudden, like some shit went down, and we we're like, no, what is this? This like you were talking about, like some recession during the eighties. I remember watching like fucking uh, uh, what's your man's name, Lenny. I remember watching Lenny Henry Lenny talking Henry. about like oh, what a not having bro. any food, and you're like, no, man, that was real. Hard times happen, and then we end up getting hard times again, and mm. it kind of like was a trauma that the whole world got to share in, and um. I really went down deep then into conspiracy theory, went into online forums, went into the online community, started to glean information um, to try and find out how the world works. And you go into the deep shit like the fucking Bilderbergs and the Rothschilds. Oh, oh man. The global yeah. Uh, lizard allegory. people. Yeah. Well, lizard people wasn't big in the 2000s. That's more of a, that's more of a post. A local, um, uh, no, a recent one. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah have, you more, got, have you got lizard people post- in your local, have you, Asa? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, so like uh, when we were wanting to start a podcast, I was working in a phone shop, and I was just hating my life, man, because you're getting you, you know getting part time hours, sitting around flicking your cock, uh, <laughs> waiting for somebody to come into the shop. That so bit sounds enjoyable, though. Yeah. <laughs> you could even fucking sell them like a, a a noose to hang around their neck for two years. <laughs> And uh, just try and convince people against your better judgment to sign up for these phones that they can't afford or don't need or want. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, nah, there's something better to be doing. So we started getting into it. I, I decided on the brand, decided where we were going to, the topics we were going to do. And It's awesome as well, to be fair, things. Gordon, the brand and um, like your image on, on Spotify, I think is good because going into conspiracies and, and symbolic um like occult symbolic um, things. You've got obviously what looks like the uh, Illuminati triangle and the eye. 
So yeah, that's that, that yeah, that's an old logo now. At this point, I, I just changed the logo a few weeks ago to uh, to uh, um, Alex Hovey's uh, an illustrator that I, I found him on Instagram, and I was like, "Shit, that stuff is, looks class," you know. Yeah. So I started uh, started a new a new logo, and it's kind of like it's got elements from all the different conspiracies you talk yeah. about, like you know, Talima and occult magic, and there's a big fucking eye in the middle that's that's it, yeah. top of a volcano that's uh, that's a. Uh, erupting all over the whole earth a volcano <laughs> the size of America that's just in the place where America would be on the globe it's all imagery boys that's how they, that's yeah. How they communicate yeah, we, love our, we love our cartoons um, but... so Gordon just just obviously we touched on the fact you've always been interested in conspiracies um, yeah what what if anything was the the trigger for you if you can remember what when was it or when was there a certain point you thought I just I'm fascinated by that I'm fascinated by digging deeper into the potential real goings on of the world. And there was three moments. The first one was in school when we were learning about ancient Egypt and mm. we were told like they just throw thousands of people at these yokes and they'd pull the bricks and it's just like, manpower. <laughs> and they'd like pull them on sticks with ropes and shit. And then I'd go home and I'd look because you know the way... Thirteen-year-olds, man, it, it, you know, if you told them what was actually going on, they'd just never ever go to school. They wouldn't obey. Nah. It'd be a fucking, it'd be like a a crazy hormonal, furiously masturbating mob of fucking criminals. Like they wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, so a thirteen-year-old, like this is the way the world is. And history started <laughs> this way, and Neville Chamberlain said no to Hitler, or you know, all this fucking bullshit. Like, and uh, I went home and I started looking it up. And I come into I would come into class and go like, so 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 so, are you trying to tell me that like there is uh, hundreds of thousands of rocks that are the size of houses that were placed side by side by an ancient civilization eight thousand years old by unskilled laborers, and now eight thousand years later those rocks are still so closely put together and so like precisely cut that you can't even slide a credit card in between the two of them. Mm. Like bullshit, sir. And the Great Pyramid of Giza is three degrees to exact north, isn't it? So how could they be that accurate as well with no real Man, measurement? The, the, the stuff about the pyramids, like that I've learned, I'm doing an, an ancient Egypt episode in the upcoming season, like that they have like the, the amount of um, um, meters, like even before meters were used, the amount of meters that that, that are, is the circumference of like the Great Pyramid of Giza is the same amount of miles there is in the circumference around the whole planet Earth. Like it's 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 bananas. That's not bananas an accident either, is it? You what? That's not an accident either, is it? I mean Oh no. Like there's fucking pyramids there's pyramids on Mars that are yeah. exactly the same size and, and formation as the ones on Earth. And I and I, I was reading this at home, you know, on like Windows ninety five <laughs> uh, the old dial up and you're waiting for kids to download and stop for their clavicle and you're like go on go yeah, on sexy JPEGs. clavicle though yeah man just get above the nipple and then mum walks in ah oh, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull the power cord out yeah the computer's broke uh, so like that was the first one like it hit me I was like nah man this fucking ancient Egypt shit like is, is you're telling me lies and I, I had a healthy like disrespect for establishment knowledge the second one was watching the x-files and finding out about you know dark government organizations that have nefarious plots yeah um the existence of aliens i fully believed in you know 
uh, I'd ask you guys one of the questions. You know, when you're sitting around in somebody's house and you're all smoking draw and you're talking about some shit like, hey man, do you never think like the color blue that I see is like the same color blue as the blue? That- <laughs> <laughs> did, you that? did you did you can i see your kids like it's real um basic shit like so one of the things i'd ask you guys like if if you if in the middle of the night you're in the bed and aliens can you heard this like outside your window and you open the curtains and there's like a a ufo floating outside your balcony window and the door is open and the telepathically they communicate with you and say hey we can take you away from here I can bring you to another planet in another star system and you will know all the secrets of your own planet and of the entire universe. You'll get to live forever, but you'll never ever be able to come back here or you'd never ever be able to tell anyone where you went or you can't say goodbye to anyone. You just have to go right now. Would you go? It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I'd ask to send nudes first. I think there's there, there, would, <laughs> there would be a... um. A side note to that as well is that once you got on there, they're like, ah, we did forget to tell you one thing. We're going to stick this massive probe up your ass as well. Yeah, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how you get into Hollywood too, right? Like, that's, that's your normal Friday night anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. It's the price of entry, my friend. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Literally. So you, you have to, you have, like, that's kind of like dying. It's like, are you ready to die right now? Are you ready to die for what you what you believe in, what you want to know, like the knowledge that you're seeking, you're ready to die for it. Like, and loads of people do. And then as soon as you start finding out about history, like you find out loads of people did. Yeah. And we're ready to die. Do you know, Malcolm X, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, uh, uh, JFK, like fucking all these people. Yeah. John Lennon, like all of these dudes, they were all looking for something. They were all trying to do something and they all ended up getting killed. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of, mind fuck that conspiracy brings you down when you start asking yourself those questions then you find out the answers are there everything that's ever happened uh, is is destined to repeat yeah you see now like in the political stratum there is now all this stuff happening with cancel culture and pc culture and like race wars and fucking you know other this shit has all been done man the 60s is done again in the 90s mm. like this is not new it's just our generation's version of it and it's all on mobile phones and it's all streamed live to Facebook and, and Periscope and shit so it's just more of it to see um, so like all through my teenage years I was watching all that stuff like reading trying to find out like what's really going on is there is the government like out to fucking kill you like is school a bullshit indoctrination system yeah that's just telling you how to ingest and then regurgitate information to find out how good of an industrial cog you would be mm-hmm. in this machine to dummy uh, that as well follow do uh, say yes do as you're told go to yeah. work, pay your taxes and it's not set up for, yeah. if it just uh, and obviously um for for boys and girls is i think schools are very very different experience as well it's, it's not set up as a system that works for both genders and i think that's hugely important because you've got people who rage against authority as well and like some school is very similar title to that pardon <laughs> very very similar title to that yeah rage against authority um it's a cover it's a cover man <laughs> <laughs> rage against the machine um but I, I genuinely i do think like we i mean i don't know about you lads but i really struggled in school with having to sit be told to sit down listen to the teacher who is the, and a lot of teachers have god complexes as well 
Mm. Like bad God. There's a lot of people who want to do well as well, like as teachers. It's not like you could say a lot, some. Yeah. And, and maybe like out of the 12 teachers that you had, three of them were cunts. Yeah. <laughs> that's because like cunts do better in those type of situations. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why the, uh, every CEO, uh, bar, you know, notable exceptions, a lot of CEOs are fucking cunts. Yeah. Because <laughs> cunts just do better than nice people because mm. they're willing to be cunts. Do you know? Yeah. Like cunts very true. Cut, very you know, keep, true. Your, keep your explicit tag on your on your episode. Here. <laughs> <laughs> cunts, cunts, no, cunts, do you know what? This, I have to admit, this is our first episode with a with the C bomb dropped, and I'm at, so just for, for your awareness, uh, Gordon, and for the listeners, this is a, a word in our vocabulary. Pretty much every other message. Mm. So um, we been, love the word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it. it's a term of endearment to us more than anything. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think uh, personally, I think the word can be used in any shape or form Look, there's two types of cunt in this world mate you're either a good cunt or a shit cunt that's it that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the moral of the story absolutely <laughs> and the Australians have got it bang on absolutely bang on I'm pretty sure the, that's the, where it's from Australians are probably the, the best the most like original and uh, v- variety filled use of the word oh cunt. amazing I genuinely yeah, genuinely love it I spent the last six months um, not going to say it I'm going to spend the last six months um, working with an Australian and like constantly the banter that she gave me I've, I've constantly oh I've, I've... <laughs> <laughs> that's better than gangs of new squawk um, <laughs> but uh, the banter she gave me constantly I, I, I didn't know where to turn I, I thought I had good banter, but Australians genuinely, genuinely are born coming out giving their mum shit. Sure, look, man, Australia is made up of a whole load of people who were too much banter for England. So they put them on a boat <laughs> and, and we all fuck off. And then they mixed with all the Irish lads who were too too much banter. Hell yeah. It's a fucking banter continent. It's a you know? banter continent. So, Gordon, you mentioned there was three things. So, what was the third thing? Yeah, third one was nine eleven, man. Third one, of course. I remember. Yes, of course. Like the I've been waiting for this. I have been waiting for this to get into nine eleven. Let's go for it. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, but it was a, it, like it's a fucking worldwide psychological trauma, like serious trauma. Man. Mm. Um, the whole world didn't know what to do, and you're talking about like PTSD. Like I, I you know, I'm, I'm reading about PTSD and, and stuff after like sexual or violent assaults and stuff um, triggers and, and like the psychological long term psychological effects of it and how it, it kind of can't really be treated people are trying to treat it now with um, uh, methylenidioxone, methylamphetamine or as uh, you guys call them pills um, <laughs> or they're trying, to, they're trying to treat like uh, wobblies military... sometimes they're referred to as wobblies as well speckomitsies man so yeah like there's there's guys treating uh, military vet- veterans who have uh, PTSD from being in combat yeah. and they're treating them with like psilocybin mushrooms or yeah I've seen um, that microdosing and stuff them. like that yeah, yeah like and like all of these drugs that were invented in the 50s like uh, met, 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 like uh, um, ecstasy or methamphetamine mm. and, and who listen to that Walter White thing yeah yeah who listen to glass yeah like hallucinogenics made by Dr. Hoffman in the, in the mid to late 50s and stuff like and, mm. like it was all, it was supposed to be used like they tried to use it as a weapon and now they're finding out that it's like synthesized from something natural like lads are going out and doing ayahuasca trips yeah and, you know all this kind of stuff so um, the way the mind works 
is is still really like by, by and large a, a, a mystery mm-hmm. and there's PTSD that the globe the fucking globe got mm. when they found out that like actually no one is safe mm. I found I, I found with 9-11 doubt, as yeah. well that yeah so for someone like me as as well as you Gordon that would question the validity of that being a terrorist attack like no way whatsoever and then building 7 obviously but well that's that's yeah yeah but you question you question it to someone who would you deem as a good citizen as such or just you know living that normal life the how the anger they have towards you for questioning that why would the government want to hurt us well why are you getting so defensive first of all i'm just asking a question like do you think it could be terrorists or not but you see it's the same it's the same, like a lot of times people who are i might be speaking out of turn now when i go into this one but a lot of times when you're talking to somebody who's been um, traumatised or been part of something that they didn't really invite upon themselves or, you know, something happened to somebody and you're like, did it really happen that way? Really? Yeah. Like if you're asking someone, you know, who, who's a, a a victim of a sexual assault, like, did it really happen that way? Are you sure you're not like, you know, are you sure? Um, it's kind of re-traumatising. Like you're, you're, you're trying to find out what are the reasons really why somebody asks that if they're trying to find out the reason the re, like what what were the exact scenarios the exact situations that happened leading up to that really shitty thing mm. because secretly I don't ever want that to happen to me so I want to know to see the signs to find out why you know yeah that's the um, point yeah like so so it's kind of like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, a tra- like a, a trauma actuary you're trying to play as this as this person who's trying to like judge, risk mm, assess like yeah. every situation, like how how can we stop do- this happening this way, and also fear plays a massive part in absolutely everybody's decision making. When you're talking about like day to day, like immediate short term decisions, mm-hmm. and in the medium and long term stuff, you're talking about like people, you're talking about like millennials can't buy houses, they can't afford to buy houses. It's like no nah, man, they can't. it's not that they can't afford to buy houses. Maybe they don't want to spend three or four hundred thousand pounds on a house that might like not be worth anything in the morning. Yeah, some can't flick the switch. Yeah, and you know the value is like they're stuck. Then the value gets so the trauma of like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight is very much in the minds of us who are in our mid to late thirties. I guess, I guess you guys are as well, are you? Um, Early thirties, yeah. Well, I'm 25, so, like, so I'm a baby of the group. So. <laughs> 25. You're like the little fella with the wheel. Barry. You have it all ahead of you, man. And a homeowner who doesn't regret a thing. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. So Except buying it with his missus. <laughs> if you bought it after 2011, you're fucking Goldilocks, man. But like in the next in the next year or so, there's going to be a crash in America. Prices are going to go down. There's a housing crisis in Ireland at the moment. Like, There's a lot of people's decisions being made. And that trauma, 2007, 2008, has made a lot of people make certain decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're traumatized by it. Their 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 options and their choices have been gr- greatly reduced. There's a, a like a risk averse mentality in a lot of people. Mm. Like, it's the same with people who are who are PTSD from from um, uh, war. Yeah, from being a, being in, in conflict. Like the Fourth of July is a fucking nightmare. It's all like bang, bang, bang outside. You're like, oh shit! Like having fucking panic attacks. Like cortisol spikes, and you're fucking having flashbacks, and you're freaking out, man. Panic attacks, and like that kind of shit happens all the time to a lot of people, and you don't even know. There's somebody just like gently sweating 
in on a bus beside you because somebody said a word that was like, oh my god, or yeah, you know, whatever. Just uh, a trigger. Nine eleven. I completely get that. A trigger. Mm, yeah. yeah. And nine eleven is that for almost the whole globe. Like people were like, oh fuck, mm. I didn't know that could happen. Mm. But it also inspired you know? a lot of people to do um, well. I'll step back slightly. In what for for one, it inspires the war on terror, which, <clears throat> by the way, is still going on now. Um, yeah. Secondly, it inspired millions and millions of people to join the armed forces. Um, maybe you know, just maybe not for the right reasons, but um, mm. you know, especially with the US. And I think these sort of conspiracy theories um, are ripe in the US. But Asa just mentioned before, before oh, we go before we go too too much further. I'll take those two points and I say to you with a conspiracy hat on. The war that's still going on, like twenty years later, Hell yeah. was the war was the war in Afghanistan. They wanted the American boots on the ground because they wanted to control the heroin trade globally. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, the CIA and the American government are, are are in control of worldwide drug distribution. And Gary Webb, a journalist who was killed in the, in the mid nineties, when he exposed the CIA's operation to take cocaine from Colombia and from Bolivia yeah. and import it into the US have it turned into crack cocaine and deliver a sell, distribute and make addicted the black population mm, yeah. of America in order to get them incarcerated into prisons and, and use them as cheap labor to the constitution. Yeah, yeah. It says that if you're a prisoner, you can be held as a slave. Like that's what's happening in Afghanistan. Yeah. And the second thing there he said was. Inspired uh, people to join the forces. Join the armed forces. They wanted guys who would have been working in jobs in manufacturing that America didn't have yep. in the early two thousands. They were like, "How do we get these low, uh, low socioeconomic lads out to work, earning money, to be able to buy houses?" Yeah, because we need the housing market to rise because we're all going to make a fucking bomb <laughs> off of this. Oh. So they had all those boys out. Uh, uh, out in Afghanistan, out in Iraq, sending money home and buying houses, buying second houses, buying third houses mm. because they were given a fucking irresistible 130% mortgage. Yeah. And the lads knew that they had income coming in when really they would have been sitting at, at home fucking, uh, uh, you know, smoking, rolling tobacco and spitting on the porch <laughs> in, in, in the local car factory yeah. that was never yeah. coming. True. So they fucking got all these lads hyped up on war and said like, we're going to give you like a Dodge Charger yeah. and fucking 40 grand a year. You'd be able to afford a house. And they were, they reunited the American dream based on war. Not only that, but Halliburton and all of these massive like war machine companies ended up making billions and billions mm. of dollars by, by creating all that stuff. Yeah. Like, um, Lockheed Martin, Halliburton, all of these. So like yeah. those two things that were just examples off the top of your head, like go so, so, so deep. Do you know what? I love this. You know? Genuinely like, love this. Go in, go in a country, invade it, destroy it, Put a central bank in and then outsource all the repairs the major companies that these elitists own yeah it's a hostile takeover yeah yeah I've got, I, I, I have got a question that's bubbled from all this does it does it not i see that, again this is probably a conspiracy theory in itself but maybe this is just the way my mind works but does this not worry you as an individual saying things like the CIA is this, and the the American government's this, and the British government's this. Does this does that not panic you saying things? You're not thinking you're going to walk down the street and just go, bap! 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not, that scares not the shit out of me. I'm, I'm, sat, here, I'm sat here sweating I'd over ne- this I'd conversation. Never, I'd never talked about it, right? This podcast is over. Don't put the shit out on the, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. No, I'm, the um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's that's Maka asking that. Is yes, it? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, Maka. Like, think about it, bro. Like, shit's being said privately. It doesn't have to be out on the internet. You don't have to be performatively exclaiming your disdain for the CIA. Mm. Edward Snowden told us in 2011 that the cunts are listening all the fucking time. And now so much so that it's it's like consumer facing. You're like, oh, you know what? I've got, I'm drinking uh, spiced rum and lemonade. <laughs> and then the next time you go on to Instagram, it's like, check out this new Captain Morgan's flavor. Yeah. And you're like, I think I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Like, Isn't that a coincidence? I was going to say, but when did Macca become a pirate? That's my question. <laughs> as soon as you started they're, drinking they're that listening. rum. <laughs> you're listening already. You, any message you're saying, any fucking email you're saying, like, uh, people are using TikTok. The American government is going mental, going like, TikTok is going to take over America. The Chinese are listening through your phones, kids. <laughs> Stop doing those uh, addictive dances. Like, it's, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck because they're like, yeah, they're listening already. Yeah. It's some kind of weird, like, um, espionage apathy. Do you know? Everyone's Ooh. just like, ah, yeah, fuck it. Sure, look at the government is corrupt. Whatever. The news is all fake. Mm. Sure. They're being told something on a Monday that's being like 100% refuted on a Wednesday. And like when they hear it on a Monday, they're going, oh my God, that's mental. But I'm totally like, I'm totally numb to feeling any actual emotions or having any kind of genuine <laughs> visceral reaction to this because I know what's going to be told to be lies on Wednesday. So nothing mm. really matters anymore. And you know what? My, kind of my biggest weird... thing I've found is um, you say about that and how invasive obviously technology is now and you're being listened to day in day out obviously cameras yeah. all over everywhere so everywhere. you can't you can't go and even the program the hunted for example that to me is the government saying you can try and run away but we know exactly where you are at all times it's propaganda yeah it's 100 propaganda entertainment is now propaganda yeah but like anything look at look at big brother was the start of it yeah. where it's like do you know get, that was do you guys remember i don't know if it was in england but when when mobile phones and all came out here first the Nokia 3310. Hell yeah. Oh, what yeah. the phone. <laughs> so what they did was, and this is like, this is like, you know, uh, fucking uh, corn pop, the, the local heroin dealer coming up going, hey man, you want to try this heroin? I'll give you your first taste for free. And you're like, heroin? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. I've heard really bad things. Yeah. Man, it's better than having your dick sucked twice. And you're like, um... <laughs> Okay, go on, yeah. give it a shot. Uh, and then you have it, and then and then they're like, okay, uh, that heroin was class anymore. <laughs> yeah, man, but all it's going to cost you is your whole damn life. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck, man? Mm. So, like, that's what they did with text messaging. In 96, yeah. there was this, like, under, and, it, and they made it seem illicit. They made it seem like um, it was, like, some secretive, like, only the cool kids have it, where they leaked out these uh, message center numbers. So people were changing around the message center numbers in their mobile phones to like secret special ones that would give you unlimited free text messages. So instead of spending like 10p a text message, you put in this message center number and, and you could text away for free, getting everybody addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, they were like, okay, there's no more free message center numbers, but you're all fucking like, we've we've changed culture irre- irreparably. Yeah. And you're all massively addicted to texting and you've moved up to like, 
the 7330, which is the, the Matrix phone, where you press the button and it goes, and it has like a, a tennis game on it and like Snake 2. And you're like, oh, it's the Neo phone. Yeah. Come on, we're going to have to text nice them. two colors. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like they did that shit. They fucking, they, they, they crack cocaine. They're like, just look one hit and you're hopelessly addicted. Um, well, it's funny you mentioned about crack cocaine versus text messaging because I was watching, listening to a uh, talk by Simon Sinek and he actually talks about how text messaging and social media is the same. Um, it's a dopamine thing that you were talking about, yeah. Ace. It's yeah. the same chemical in your brain that is basically like um, smoking, gambling, and uh, and yeah. drinking. You basically open in the uh, the liquor cabinet to your to your kids and saying, "Crack on!" It's you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a neurochemical reaction. Exactly. Uh, you're getting you're getting a reward for whatever the action is. You're getting the reward for interacting with it. But that shit is not new, man. That no. shit is a hundred years old. Correct. Edward Bernays like commodified it. And cracked into it and started making a part of mainstream discourse uh, by using like Jungian or Freudian uh, psychological analysis to fucking find out how humans tick. And they're like, okay, man, everything is sex. So just put like, put like tits on a milk carton and people yeah. milk, you know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's phenomenal like, how, how old this shit is. <laughs> You are. But don't breastfeed your child in public. We want tits to, to sell it and that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want tits when we want tits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do we want? Tits. When do we want this? When no, we want. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say tits again just because of the <laughs> So um, we talked about triggers not too long ago in the podcast, but. Um, and it's one of the main reasons why I got in touch with you to get you on the show is that one Ace has been rock hard the whole time we've been talking because oh, he nice. is honestly, he's the conspiracy guy in our group without <laughs> a doubt, without a doubt. It's I catching on. Any blood in my head. <laughs> he's, the, he's, but, the um, one, he's the one you all roll your eyes about when he leaves the room. Uh, yeah. the man, uh, he loves it. Someone posts something in the in the WhatsApp group and he loses his mind. Five um, G. Hey, so does it always have to be about a fucking paedophile elite? You just have a nice dinner exactly. without you bringing that shit up. Exactly, and then he throws his plate and then leaves. Um, but um... like American Beauty, just like <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Bosh. <laughs> gone um but asa we talked about triggers earlier what what was the trigger to get you into conspiracy theories so many moons ago i um i was living sort of the the normal um i'd say western life um i was working nine till five sometimes even six seven days a week just trying to earn money save up i'm going to the gym eating the normal western diet and um i actually got quite seriously ill at one point um and I was admitted to hospital and sort of straight away I was talking to the doctors and something inside my head just said, you know, cause they're trying to say, look, we need to push you onto these drugs, those drugs, um, this, that, and the other big pharma. Um, and I was wondering if they're getting committed. <laughs> um, but something inside me said, right, I've got to this point. So what's caused it? And how can I reverse it? So I started looking at food and the stuff that they put in food and these ingredients. Did I diagnose you with schizophrenia then? <laughs> it's like just something inside me just said, don't do yeah. this. And Somebody inside me just said, don't trust that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I started looking at ingredients in food and, um, 
and then I quite quickly became uh, vegan and majority, like majorly whole food, plant-based diet. And I'm not one of these to, you know, I get shit all the time about being a vegan, Gordon, but I'm not no, one. No, no, I was no, just about no, to give no, you shit. Yeah. I was going to wait for I mean, you're not a proper vegan. Quite. You ate a battered sausage. Yeah, that was one. <laughs> and I was blind drunk. <laughs> it's not a... that pig was somebody's baby. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but so I looked into the ingredients and stuff. I started pursuing that, and I I'd done it for myself. If people asked me, then I would, um, you know, I'd happily talk to them about it. But I wouldn't. I'm not one of these that goes around and goes, "Why aren't you a vegan?" Then do you know what you're doing to the animals? I, I just I don't see that as being the way to get a message across i just I, you're not a jehovah's witness vegan you're more of like a roman catholic vegan yeah just i like, chill out and then if you don't do what i say after a while i'll just i'll just kill you anyway it will just touch you <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but then then obviously i started looking at that and i, I it sounds really over the top but I, I sort of felt like i had a bit of a, a spiritual awakening um and then i started looking at other stuff like consciousness uh pyramids ancient egypt I started um, listening to a guy called Graham Hancock. Um, oh yeah, uh, Anthony West, is it Anthony John Anthony yeah. West? Um, looked at his stuff and his theories. And the fact that the Egypt- Randall Carlson, yeah, the fact that the Egyptologists hate them because their theories yeah. are the truth and their mythical thing about um, megalomaniac pharaohs living in or being buried in these pyramids is just a load of absolute shite. Um, so yeah, then I just started looking at that, and then nine eleven obviously has always been contentious since I started gaining any sort of um, self thought because there's just too for even the normal individual. How can you watch that and not be suspicious of of what happened? And then going back, you've got because obviously... of trauma, because of trauma, yeah, man. Yeah, you can't you can't come to someone that's just been smacked in the face and go, "What did you say to him?" To make yeah. the face. <laughs> what did you see? You must have said something. <laughs> You know what I mean? That, but that's people's natural reaction. They're like, "Why did this happen? Yeah. What the? What kicked that shit off?" People look for reasons. And it's not, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even even the reason around it, and I, I use it as a loose term because I'm going to talk about like that PTSD and and, and that kind of uh, uh, tr- brain trauma going on into the next season. Mm. Sorry to cut you off, man. No, you're right. But like nine nine eleven is like it, it was for a lot of people like that that birth canal moment that Stanislav Grof like that that birth trauma that like oh like it burst it burst the perennium of our minds and turned our minds into a like a mind vagina yeah where it's just like blood and shit and And goo and all sorts yeah (laughs) (laughs) that shit that shit came out that shit came out and people were like oh fuck and you couldn't say it at the time because you'd be insensitive it's the same with sandy hook you look at the yep. shit and it's like that's that's weird yeah but now mm. they've made it like you can't talk about it you know madeline mccann is fucked up man you can't yeah. talk about it because there's certain levels of social decorum and a um there's like a a, a a social contract that we all abide by that we don't talk shit about x y and z yeah. like you can't yeah. you yeah. can't question the validity of potentially dead children no you can't do that or right? risk being ostracized by your friends <laughs> exactly exactly ruining dinners across the land but it's like it, it, the trauma of it like you can't come in and start talking to somebody about like the food that they eat so for example you can't come in and go oh man it's all fucking like uh, monounsaturated fats and there's fucking uh, high fructose corn syrup there's all monosodium glutamate 
yeah, all that shit, like that fucking umami, umami crack cocaine, <laughs> like all that shit is in you, and it's it's fucking it's sticking your your arsehole guts together. Uh, you know, you're 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 clogging up your heart, you're fucking up your mind, yeah, you're fucking up your brain, your energy levels, like your dick hardness, like all of these things. And, and and they're eating the food and going, I love this food right now. And it'll be so hard to not have this food. Because that's like because it's comfortable to and eat. And it's like the crack thing it. again, isn't it? It's it it has that chemical um reaction in the brain and it makes you think, cough yeah. fuck me, that is lovely. I'm having more that of that. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but then for me, it's I... marketing at the neurological level. Yeah. So you had, sorry, I interrupted you. You had a, a spiritual awakening. Yes, so had, then like, I... A bean burger or whatever. Yeah, and it was... You know, <laughs> it's like really, he had an amazing, amazingly uh, bready shit you know? from all the vegetables <laughs> that just slid out of him like a spongy shovel handle. And he was like... I felt like I'd given birth to the Antichrist and I was suddenly free. Um, it was probably the uh, the green juice that helps that, but we won't get into that. Um, so yeah, and then obviously I, I just started looking back at things, and there's so many. So like you just referenced there, Madeleine McCann, uh, Princess Diana, um, you know, oh, the war in Vietnam. I, I noticed one of your episodes, Gordon, Titanic, which I didn't, I yes, didn't sir. recently know. Um, not long before I listened to that episode, actually, about the plot to start the federal reserve and the people that were on that boat and yeah, it's the prequel it's the prequel it, it, episode yeah it's, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah and then you you read this stuff and then i try and talk to people about it and you know i don't want to be one of these people that's like like you said leaves the room and gets their eyeball but I, I i talk to some people and they just for me i feel like they they just don't get it and i'm not saying we've got to agree on it but i'm just saying like just open your mind to the possibility that these things might be happening and that what you mm. see in this visual mode that we're currently in may not be reality. There might be something else going on that you can't see. And you're, you're talking so about simulate. We live in a simulation, bro. Who knows? Who knows? How do we know? We're not... Elon Musk knows. <laughs> He's a weird fuck. He's a weird <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't profess to. I mean, this is why I'm just sat back listening because this is absolutely brilliant. I don't profess to get too involved with conspiracy theories, but what gets me is the science behind them. So you mentioned Titanic just a minute ago. I love to watch how you know how that science breaks down, how the bolthead's filled over the JFK magic bullet theory. You know, the the nine eleven. How is it possible for the center collar of of, of the world? trade centers to heat up over the certain fahrenheit that it was the steel was graded to those things fascinate me but do you know what all of that stuff is man do you know what that is right that's a fucking litmus test for how much shit people are willing to swallow yeah right. okay. think about the think about talking about the science of like jet and it's always memeified it's always succinctly you know um kind of chopped down and reduced into some bite-sized things like jet fuel doesn't J- melt JFK. steel beams that stuff like that exactly. <laughs> exactly jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams that's like uh jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams six words that encapsulates the entire facade of 9-11 like the magic bullet it's three words that will do you say to anybody who knows that about jfk and they're like yeah bullshit 
like this, this, you know mm. these things are are indelibly etched on the collective psyche of humanity for a reason yeah. because we know that shit is bullshit and yet science and fact we're in a post truth world now we're in this post modern um self uh, self idealized reality and that's why a lot of people think that they're in a simulation like oh are we in a simulation man the fucking there's glitch in the matrix man it's like no everybody is running with uh, main character syndrome the fucking world has become so personalized that you feel that your life is a TV show. We're in the fucking Truman Show. Everybody, yeah. you, you have know, your feed. There is a theory around this, though. It's called. It, well, I say a lot to people um, from an emotional perspective, but you are the center of your own universe. Of course, yeah. And that is, but the problem is, people take that too far. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, the whole. It's no, no more than Bernays, like. Uh, uh, and and the early the early advertisers the early psychologist advertisers that's a steak sauce isn't it (laughs) (laughs) tasty the the best steak sauce a money can buy (laughs) Um, these guys in the 20s and 30s like Edward Bernays came came out and said like look we're going to use like natural psychological human predilections to fucking market stuff to sell to them to get money for us Mm. right so like the way humans want validation, humans want interaction, humans want attention, all the stuff that, that humans intrinsically want, they're getting from the current like te- technocratic paradigm, Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. You're, you're creating your own world now digitally, like a bubble of your own uh, influence where everything that you see and receive, you can choose. Like you don't even have to sit through a program on TV that you don't like anymore. You can just be like, meh. No, click and just choose something else. Yeah. You never have to watch anything you don't want to watch. You never have to listen to anything you don't want to listen to. You can like, you know, bop out of conversations. If in a room of six people, if you're like, oh, this is boring, I'm going to go to a place where everybody knows my name in some kind of weird virtual cheers with like a Twitter shaped Ted Danson who's like, what are you having, <laughs> pal? And you just fucking take out your phone and you just flick through it. And like the, the Woody Harrelson of the internet is just like, here's a, hey, here, here's a lot of stuff that you like. Blah, and it just shits it into your lap. And you're like, mm, <laughs> all the things that make me feel like I'm right. Oh, yes. yes. Nice Fuck guy. these cunts in this room that I'm sitting with talking about uh, football. Fuck them. I'm on Twitter looking at like a video of a cat. Like... <laughs> That's that. That's what people are like. That's yeah. where we are in humanity right now. A fully realized, self encapsulated fucking reality, individualized for each person's. So I've got Mate. a theory, Matt Gordon, as well. Is um, obviously big American series, The Walking this is Dead. My mind, this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, The Walking Dead in that. Stop watching after season four because it got poo. Yeah, it's a bit the same. Really, wasn't it? Really. Yeah, but the obviously the the Walking Dead are depicted as. Zombies. But I can't help but feel the majority of the world's population are in fact walking dead because they're so self-absorbed, so narcissistic with this personal digital world, as you say, Gordon, that yeah. they can't have a, a, an external interaction because it's awkward because it's not via this channel that they, that's all they know. They know this channel through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what, you know, any other, any other outlet. Mm-hmm. And so they can't then, communicate externally in the street a normal chat in a pub say and probably that's actually i feel like a subliminal message that you know the walking dead isn't zombies it's 
It's you lot. You are. Hell yeah. I, I always said that. I always said that. It's not the, it's not the undead that you have to be afraid of in a zombie apocalypse. It's the unprepared. Yeah. Ooh. Like these guns that are going to fucking jump out and kill you for the water that you have in the truck mm. or your supplies yeah. or your weapons or some shit. Like George A. Romero started off pretty, like, pretty much is considered like the father of zombie movies. You're only into zombie movies, man. I fucking love zombies. <laughs> Every one of them, like uh, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, like all the, the, the reboots and stuff like that from 2004, 2008. Like they're, they're all an allegory for the the foibles of collective human existence mm-hmm. like a, um, Tommy Lee Jones says it in Men in Black and he sits Will Will Smith down the night before he becomes a man in black sits him down on the bench watching his last sunset as a free man and he says uh, hey, you know kid a person can be smart people people are stupid people are dumb and they're afraid enjoy your last sunset kid <laughs> And he walks out, and it's like, oh, man. Pe- pe- like a person is smart, but people collectively are fucking insane. Yeah. Oh, and Zed, oh, Zed turns around and goes, "We're not having some sort of intergalactic take down here." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's there's a film that absolutely nails this, and it's actually one of the worst films ever made, and it's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Cell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. If you're on the phone, you get turned into this mindless zombie that ends up running around this light and just following the crowd and doing as you do. And admittedly, why I don't recommend that any of our viewers subject themselves to it. It's eye-opening at the same time. It is is eye-opening at the same time. If you can see the subliminal messaging and the underlying tones of it, I genuinely recommend that maybe you go and watch it, but don't disappoint it with my my film reviews. Um, But Think about about the the rise in... Just when you're talking about zombie movies, like the, the... This this is a thesis of mine that the popularity or the resurgence of uh, zombie movie media absolutely blew up after nine eleven. Now, if you look, if you look, how many games had like a zombie mode? How many TV shows were based all around zombies or deadness? Or there was even like spoofs of like a crime series mixed with a teen drama mixed with zombies in I Zombie. Like, you know, this kind of shit. Everything was zombie, zombie, zombie. Lesbian vampire killers. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of tips. Yeah, that's the the thing that got James Corden to America. Hell yeah, baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's another theory. He he, he pays a fortune to have all the extra material put on Jimmy Fallon's suit. (laughs) Yeah. So... <laughs> they have they, like zombie porn and zo- like everything to do with zombies because uh, like all through the early 2000s even until like two three years ago uh, everything was fucking zombies man mm. all the movies everything was about the undead it was always about be- being prepared for the end of the world then there was an apocalypse porn swat of movies like the day after tomorrow and uh, yes. all the volcano movies all the fucking you know like uh, uh, plague movies end of world apocalypse peak volcano yeah, contagion, uh, all of these things, and then, and and really, what it is is it's conditioned, it's psychologically conditioned. Yeah, yeah. People were 
literally praying and hoping for the end of the world because if the world ended, it means that something new could rise from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, actually, I'll, Jordan, I'm going to pick up. I'm, I'm going to pick up on one of your your points there. Um, and you talked about contagion, and mm. obviously the namesake of our podcast is a uh, is a straight out of lockdown. I was uh, lobbing you up a segue there. Hey, <laughs> I do. Uh, it's fucking smooth like butter. <laughs> the first one's free, Karen. <laughs> Stop taking the words out of my mouth. Um, however, one thing I would like to ask you, and there's a follow-on question to that as well, but I've asked both at mm. the same time, is how has your COVID nineteen lockdown been? And secondly, and I know this will get Asia excited, what is your opinion on lockdown, COVID-19, the release of coronavirus and whatnot? I feel myself already jumping, not even looking down the rabbit hole, but my friend Unleash. (laughs) Uh, Zip. Um, Yeah, so like, look, my my lockdown, man, you know, you know, you live an isolated life when a global pandemic hits and everybody in the world is practically put on house arrest and your life doesn't change (laughs) even a small bit. (laughs) You know that you live a fucking isolated existence when the rest of the world stops and then you're like, I'm what? Like, I could still go to the supermarket. I could still, like, go anywhere, uh, 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 you know, to buy groceries or any of the stuff. Like, I'm not going into town and having brunch. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking swanning in, trying out the perfumes at the, in, in Debenhams, being all like, oh, yeah, it's a fruity aftertaste yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's not fucking happening to me. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in looking for new shoes for a disco on mm. Saturday night, like. I just, I just not, wear my own must, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just rub it. Get your balls and rub it on your armpits. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not my power. Um, They're my pheromones. Like <laughs> yeah, that's where the pheromones are, just in the, just under the, the hood of the ball. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, man, lockdown, lockdown was great for me. I got to spend a lot of time with my girlfriend, Claire. She's a, a teacher, and obviously, like, all the, the children were kept at home in cages or wherever they kept them. And, um, <laughs> There was no such thing as school and they got to do a little bit of kind of remote learning, but there wasn't really like, we got to spend a lot of time together. So you're talking about um, the week before St. Patrick's Day. So it was like early March mm. in Ireland. There was a lockdown and fuck it, man. That was it. Like everyone was boop, locked down. I had like uh, uh, episodes ready to record. I have a studio here, uh, TCG Towers, I call it. And, uh, we were going to start recording nice. new episodes. Yeah, man. Uh, real nice, like, a few cameras set up like a Josie Rogan type of a situation. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't stop, stop. Ace to... is honestly, he's going to cream soon, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's got like multicam set up and we have all the lights and the fucking streaming thing. Got a little, a little streaming deck and all this kind of shit. Like in a nice, you know, a pa- Patreon paid for uh, equipment set up. And uh, and then sure I couldn't have any content of the fucking house to record. So I, started doing... <laughs> I started doing interviews with, with, uh, with people online uh, you know, I, I, I spent the lockdown kind of, I, I've spent a long time like reflecting um, oh, speak on the me. content, reflecting on my own kind of my own outlook. Mm. When I started the show in 2013, I spent a whole year just producing before I made one episode or before I did anything. Like I taught myself how to make websites, did all the logo stuff, did all the brand wow. and found out how to, how to like, properly market the show so mm. it would be effective like SEO and all this kind of stuff like from scratch learn how to do everything 
And um, one hundred, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like, quick, get it out there, quick. Yeah. Bosh. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I, it was really like painstakingly done, and all the research and stuff done, and I've been like reading a bunch of books, getting ready, like. Uh, <laughs> Think about it, like it's like I feel like Taylor Swift or some shit, right? You Where are. you're like you spend the Irish spend... Taylor Swift. <laughs> Thanks, man. My vagina is immaculate. It's in text. I can't it's just... wait. Yeah, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like a paper cut. It's just thin and... um, it's sounds, the way you imagine Taylor Swift's vagina. Sounds just pristine, just like. It's like a McDonald's um, hamburger, sorry, boys. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, uh, I feel a bit like Taylor Swift where you're, like, you, you spend, like, 15 years getting all your first album's material together and you blow it all out there and it becomes a huge hit and they're like, we want more, more music. And you're like, okay, here's the second album. And they're like, mm, that's not as good. And I'm like, um, yeah, because I wrote it in a year and a half and I spent 15 years writing the other stuff. You no, know, so it's, like, the first album the first album curse or whatever, you know? So it's mm. the first five years I spent like meticulous. I spent a five year plan in 2013, initiated in 2014, few twists, few turns, like for the next five years, it's, it's bigger, it's wider, it's thicker, girthier, Oof. heavier, Sounds like a good time. You know, meatier. Yeah, yeah man. And there's loads much. of extra bits, like extra show formats and all this kind of stuff. But in order to be able to make that properly, I had to like go and, steal myself uh, against the rigors of what that is going to bring on my psyche, on mm. my intellect, you know, on my physical being, like the amount of work that I have to do or staying awake time clicking and looking at computer screens and shit. Like, it's labor. Yeah. Even though it's not, I'm not breaking a sweat, I'm not fucking cracking rocks, but it's like your head would be warm like a like a, a, a gateway computer in 1999. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's hot. Oh yeah, my it's goodness. hot, man. <laughs> so like, this, I spent I spent lockdown thinking about that. Going like, where, where do I want to go? Like, what do I want to say? And people are going like, what do you think about Corona? What do you think about Crystalia raping a million people? Oh what goodness. do you think about fucking like? There's lo- so many things people are looking. What do you think about Epstein? What do you think about Gillian Maxwell? What do you think about this? And it's like. Uh, do I want to be a news channel? Do I want to be like re- reactive? Mm. Uh, do I want to be at the whim of the news cycle? Do I want to be like a drama channel? Do I want to be conspiracy drama channel? And the answer is no. I want to be able to take deep, considered, uh, effective, um, accurate, uh, like discussed and uh, examined looks through history through the lens of experience and shine a light on current events with that in mind. So like I can talk about current stuff, but in order to talk about it, you have to understand like where it's come from. Like Black Lives Matter fucking going bananas. I can't say nothing about Black Lives Matter right now because number one, I don't know enough to talk about it properly, but I know about the history, but I don't know enough about actual Black Lives Matter today. And number two, Anything that I could say would be critical, and there's no need to criticize something that's trying to be something that hasn't properly formed yet. Yeah. Now we can be cautious and go like, "Careful now, that might turn into communism." <laughs> but <laughs> careful now, boys. <laughs> um, but like, 
if it's going to make a different system where people are going to be happier on the other side of it, let it be that. I'm not going to fucking pile on with the negative bullshit. Mm. And this is a thing that I have. You have to. It's a knee jerk reaction. You just want to get on Twitter and fucking blow your muck all over everyone's eyeballs, going like, "Listen to me. I have I have put out podcasts, so therefore you must listen to my opinion." It's like it's not. That's not the fucking contract that I have with the audience that listens to me. You know, um, yeah. So like, I had to really go away and think about all of that stuff, like, and how I appear to the public, what what value my um, my analysis and in my commentary has for both yeah. me and for the audience and for the world. Like to have it out there so that somebody can say, imagine, like, they, you write an article and then some cunt comes and takes that article, takes the little bit that agrees Ooh. with his thing. And then yeah. goes and says some fucking wild shit. And you're like, whoa, bro, where'd you get that wild shit? It's like, uh, uh, you know, alt-right uh, white supremacist says such and such a thing, mm. quotes Irish conspiracy podcast because he said blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, nah, man, that was a fucking, like, that was a joke. I was doing a Trump voice when I said that. It was obviously a joke. <laughs> and he's, he's misquoting, yeah. you know. So, like, that's what I spent a lot of lockdown doing, trying to fill back up the tank that has been depleted over the last five years, over the last seven seasons, over the last 700 hours of content. 700 hours yeah, of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, um, that I've that I've made, that has filtered through my brain and has come out of my mouth. <laughs> and I just need to refill the tank with more references, more information. Hell uh, yeah. Better, better understandings of how these things pan out like you you talked about the, the the titanic episode like that was almost like an aperitif to some of my best work which is the trifecta of the financial episodes spread over season four five and six which is the money and gold episode which is seven hours on what money is the jp morgan episode which is who jp morgan was how the stock market works mm. how the federal reserve was uh, initiated but it's all a prequel to like the finale which is the episode on the federal reserve which is fractional reserve banking how yeah. how modern money works uh what the global financial infrastructure actually means how the crash happened like that's a trif that's a triplicate of 21 hours of work that's like a massive Jeez. documentary on everything to do with how money controls the world and how how the people mm. who control the money in turn control the world, right? So, Correct, like, yeah. I have all these fucking huge arcs planned out, man, of, of you know, retrospectives into, like, certain really important people that were maybe overlooked, mm. like Nikola Tesla and shit, like, um, trying to plan all that out so that it's, it's constructed really well and that people can take all that stuff in and understand it without having to go too hard. Like, you don't want to, like you guys said, like you said earlier on, you don't want to, I don't want to be a fucking, a vegan evangelist coming in, slapping the burgers out of people. Vegan evangelist? Yeah. That's going to be his name, hey, sir, change, <laughs> yeah. change your Twitter profile. To, but, do you know, actually, I, I really, actually, I, I agree with you here. And, I think there's there's so far out. I mean, the one thing that I'll say is um, we get the with the guests on the show do the hard work. <laughs> but uh, wow. you actually, I think we're sitting, um, sitting here with no pants on, my friend. Not... <laughs> yeah, I'm well aware. I'm watching. Um, but <laughs> with, uh, with with that, I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you throughout this whole episode so far, actually, to be quite honest with you, is 
What is your favourite or what is your uh, most passionate conspiracy theory? There's a part in, that you asked me earlier on about uh, Corona, what do I think of Corona and the lockdown and yep. all that stuff. Like, I think that, and I'll answer the favourite the favorite conspiracy question at the end of it, because it kind of all ties in together. Like, <clears throat> I think in, in, in some ways, like, right, let's take it that COVID-19 is a real thing, right? Let's just say it's a Ooh. real thing. Good statement. Yeah, it's a it's a, a controversial <laughs> conceit. Let's just say coronavirus is actually real, right? Um, there's loads of stuff happening where people are dying from, you know, a, a cancer related thing or some some other mm. other complication. They're putting corona on the death certificate. So all this it, it's semantics, man. People get people get bogged down so hard in the semantics. I elected to not talk about it or to not like. Uh, evangelize the conspiracy uh, conversation by, until now by, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of lockdown exclusive no it's um, <laughs> it's it's a fucking it's a it's a it's a contentious subject because people are dying and, and, and like we talked about like I said earlier on like nobody wants to have the burger slapped out of their hand and told that you're a fat cunt and stop eating burgers like um, because the burger is nice and mm. you know if you if you think about think about what you're doing when you're telling somebody like that their lifestyle is not right, mm. like you're eating health unhealthily, what what that leads to is obesity. Do you know I'm carrying a few lbs myself because so I know this mentality right. Mm. Um, but not only are you telling them like you have to fucking eat well, but really there's about a dozen other things that that person is going to have to do as well. But eating good food and not partaking in like the, the 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 global food, what would you call it, industrial complex or whatever, uh, that's one step to a whole massive set of lifestyle changes like yeah. daily exercise, positive mental attitude, like a, a regimented bedtime, less time doing the things that you want, like lying around, pulling your cock and playing Call of Duty. Like you're going to have to fucking work at this. Like this is like you make a decision to be lethargic gain weight eat bad food and die early or the opposite has like exercise and hard work and dedication and commitment and no excuses and like all of this other but but it's like you're all one or you're all the other so like the greatest conspiracy is the the dichotomy of man it's the duality of man the binary thinking of human thought where you're you're one thing or the other and during this lockdown the whole of humanity has been faced with this. You're either in or you're out. You either believe all women or you don't. You either mm. think that Sandy Hook was a fake or, or you're off the internet, you know. You either think that Madeleine McCann was killed by her parents or some weird pedo German guy did it and they just found him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you either think like 9-11 was an inside job or a fucking, like a, a, a lad with no kidneys in a cave in Afghanistan got yeah. all the lads to fly planes into the Twin Towers and not get caught. Like, there's these, like, leaps of faith that you have to have to believe in conspiracy theories. And a lot of people vilify conspiracy theorists because they think, mm. like, where are you getting your facts? But I tell you what, boys, there's just as much of a leap of faith to be a quote-unquote normal person. You have to have yeah. faith that the fucking world works the way you hope it does in order to be exactly. a normal person and live a normal life. Mm. So did, a, a quick question from, uh, from me is, did you grow up a religious person? Not religious, but we were sent to mass, yeah. 
We were, yeah. Center Roman, mass. We were sent to mass. We were made Sorry. go to mass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I thought, you, yeah, said, yeah. I thought you said sent to mass. I was like, you're shooting him. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> we were left of center mass. Yeah. It was uh, yeah, we were some Roman Catholic like center, you know, geez, bloody 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 Mel Gibson Jesus. Um he's a, a fucking S and M participant or whatever. <laughs> so uh, am I. Um so yeah, we were sent to mass. We were taught all the stuff, you know. Zacchaeus was a tax collecting cunt and uh, yeah. Mary Magdalene was a fucking schlappy whore and you know, Jesus was pure sound and Thomas didn't believe that and, and Judas was a prick and you know the regular shit like um Saint Saint Paul used to write a lot of letters to the to the what was it this is a letter from Saint Paul to the Ephesians and he never fucking the Ephesians never wrote him a letter back. I never heard a letter from the Ephesians going, Hey Paul, how are you? Thanks for all the letters. Like it's bullshit. Religion was bullshit. I sat in the back of mass and I thought this is a f- load of wank. Mm. A two thousand year old book that was written a hundred years after Jesus was dead mm-hmm. by a load of lads who were like, "Oh man, that Jesus market is really big. People are still talking about that guy." I know. Let's write a book and say that we knew him. It's the original fucking, you know, uh, uh, Real Housewives of Bethlehem or whatever. Like, it's, it's bullshit, <laughs> like. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, Jer- Jer- Jerusalem Shore. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. Those are some really cool sandals. Yeah, man. I'm going to GTL Galileo to to Lebanon. Let's go. Oh, like, I'm, gl- I'm glad you finished that off. I'm glad you finished that off. Yeah. So like, yeah, but, I so like that. but but you believe in faith though, right? I, I, I don't. I'm not fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe in the power of the universe. I believe yeah. that they we're all part of this, like, I believe more like science-y than religion-y. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's like a yep. deity out there, like some yeah. kind of trickster god pulling all the strings and all. I think there's like, we're all linked somehow to a fifth dimensional out of space, out of time, like an ethereal force that we're yeah. all experiencing subjectively. Gordon, Gordon, can I just time? jump in with you, you, you saying about that there? So my perspective on that um is that similar to yours more sciencey is that i don't yeah. see god as a person sitting on a cloud created the earth and in happy days i see it more as a vibration so you can obviously elevate oh, yourself vibration yeah you can mm. elevate yourself to a certain brainwave and that is when you can communicate with the universe but unfortunately with all the stuff in our food in our water the social media bombardment, adverts, TV, gaming, all of that stuff, it is stopping us communicating with that that higher vibration. Yeah, we're in it we live in a distracted universe. Mm. Hell yeah. And the more distracted we get, the further away from the feeling of connectedness to each other and to the source mm. material that we all come from. Oh. And I think when people are looking in at um they're examining elements of control. They're questioning the, you know, the fundamental building blocks of society. Uh, you start to pick away at the lead paint that covers this, like, huge dome over all of humanity that's precluding us from this knowledge. Do you know? Like, we're starting to peek through the little cracks now because mm. of social media, because of internet culture, because people are willing to share information. Yeah. Like the best way to keep people from revolting is to keep them uneducated, unable to read, Hell yeah. uh, poor of money, uh, separate and, and incommunicative and 
best way is to keep them all of those things and also fighting each other over some identitarian personal emotive cause Africa like religion is a prime or, example of this yeah genuinely so covid has brought out the best and worst in people yeah. i think and it's not just the disease itself which can or cannot be real now, Kieran, you asked me, like, is corona real? If it is, yeah, cool. whoop de doo Yeah, potentially it's there's not... a virus there. Look at it, it, it. That's not the important yeah. thing. And and, and this, is, this is what conspiracy lads, and this is what, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of a new word for conspiracy theorists, because it kind of has, like, Alex Jonesy and... Uh, Negative connotations. Yeah, well, conspiracy Negative theory was right a weaponized right. term used to belittle the alternative theory that people think. When people start questioning the government and the financial elite, People just shun you with conspiracy theorists. But ultimately, yeah. like I say, that's a weaponized term to belittle your argument. Exactly. It's just alternative and, views. Exactly. And it, 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 what, what normal people, and you said like you don't believe in a God that sits on a cloud with a white beard and he looks like in The Simpsons and he's like, hello, yeah. Homer. <laughs> and like sandals and he looks decidedly Caucasian. And he's male. Window. Even though the yeah. real Jesus probably looked like Danny DeVito and was very brown, um, like these kind of these kind of things that 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 you know white media. <laughs> here's me sounding like a fucking liberal. Um, white media is pervasive in modern culture. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so like in 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 modern Western media, like we we have G like. BG Jesus, like but Jesus, he's coming out looking fucking real cool because it's that's easier for people. Yeah, to it's digestible. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely yeah. digestible. If you went out, can you imagine going out to your your parents who are presumably at, at the earliest in their in their mid fifties? Yeah. If you guys are in your thirties, right? Yep. Oh, <laughs> You're right. saying like, well, uh, you know, all things bright and beautiful. <laughs> imagine like a Protestant mass. <laughs> Good good morning, uh, my flock. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to talk about how uh, we are all energy sl slowed to uh, a dull vibration. Uh, we are all experiencing ourselves subjectively on a linear timeline uh, because we've been plucked from a, a fifth dimensional a timeless ether where all knowledge, uh, emotion and memory are collectivized among the population of the planet and uh, we can experience any time uh, in the future or past. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Miriam will be collecting for the cake, uh, for the cake fate, and uh, little Johnny is going on a trip to Ghana. Like this is like, who the fuck will listen to that shit? Of course, they want to read from the book that says like, Alimulation Al came to the came to the gates of Galilee and said, "Hearken, listen, yeah. my sandal hath broken." Yeah. Hath thou got any duct tape? Like, it's not... They want a fucking easy story that they know, that they've known since kids, been drilled into them. Absolutely. People like hearing stuff... Indoctrinated. Yeah, man. But they, they, they choose relatable. to be indoctrinated. Yeah. They choose to be indoctrinated. That's the difference, lads. Yeah. Don't think that people are being brainwashed out here against their will. They fucking choose these stories. Yeah. They re they repeat. How many times have y'all watched The Office? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> think about... It. Think about uh, if the office was like a religious doctrine. It's there. just so okay. nice to be like, mm, yum, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, will Jesus kiss Mary Magdalene? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's fucking... Parkour, parkour. Oh, parkour. mate, honestly, that program, and, you know, we'll go on to it. We can go on to the reason why they're called programs, but that program is one of the best things I've ever watched. I fucking love of it. Of course. I fucking love yeah, it. Brilliant. <laughs> 
But there's a reason you love it. There's a reason you love it because it, it has, and, and like John Truby uh, wrote a book about how to tell a story, you know, like the, it has these character archetypes that everybody can either identify with or identify uh, uh, somebody that, that they yeah. know. Like it's mm-hmm. every aspect of humanity is encapsulated in the characters in that. And Greg Daniels wrote that specifically to get people to love. It's, it's fucking t- TV crap. Yeah. And it hit home, like all the embarrassment and the cringiness and the, the love and the, the, the longing glances, like the romance, the comedy, the fucking, you know, like everything is in it. It's all meant to just like be sugar and fat for our money. It is. Just yeah. Like that mix of like, mm, they've nailed oh, it. <laughs> And it's not controversial and it's not, it doesn't push your boundaries, mm. doesn't challenge your beliefs, doesn't make you think that you have to change your life in order to enjoy it. Mm. And people want to challenge themselves. Like my audience come looking for fucking pins and needles in their eyeballs. Like they're going Hell like, yeah, they do. what the fuck is this shit? Oh, oh, that's a conspiracy. I never thought, click. And then they're fucking yeah. like locked in for six the hours. The tractor beam, like, oh the tractor beam gets them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, think about the first guy was like, I wonder if I put my dick in the arse. What would happen there? And obviously, like, a fella thought about it yeah. first, but then there's like the first woman that ever went, go on. Yeah. Like, sh- that's the mentality you have to have to learn and grow. That's the worst material. Willing to go, like, let's, let's, yeah. Put a, put a ring on it. In jail, a brown ring. Yeah. Like, it's fucking, it, like, the first person to go, like, okay, you know what? There's a dick going in my mind, Art. <laughs> Deep man. That's what fuck. you need. That's the mentality you have to have. Be willing to take a stranger's dick into your mind, Art. Get ready to be mind-fucked. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. That's the thing, man. Do you know what, Gordon? We've, I, think, we've... I think with lockdown, before, before yeah, you go said, on. I think with lockdown, a lot of people had to sit in their own filth. They had to sit not only in their own physical yes. filth. I'm talking about like five days of underpants. There was records broken yeah. this year for a lot of people <laughs> for like how many days you gone without washing your boots. Right? I mean, <laughs> you smells, might be speaking Smells on... humanity <laughs> hasn't faced since the 1600s, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and they, but not only that, they had to sit in their own psychological, right, yeah. their own mental film, yeah. where they had to really sit down and go, like, do I actually love this person <laughs> enough to stay with well, them? Well, they've gone through the roof, right? Yeah, Break yeah. Ups. Like, how many years would you stay in jail if I smothered all my children this afternoon? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're counting up those things <laughs> to go, like, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I get, it. I get 11 to 15. I get 11 to 15. And on the other side of it, I could make a true po- crime podcast series and make the money back. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's do it. Pillows. <laughs> like, yes. that's, that, they're the kind of thoughts that people are going through. People said, but not only that, like, they started examining, like, is this job really the thing that I want? Mm. Is this, is this, like, uh, it was on a path. And usually this happens. Yeah. I was on a path that I, uh, 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 an earlier version of myself predetermined. Yep. I chose at 24 to do this thing and I knew it would take 10 years, but halfway through, I thought, fuck, I don't really know if this is the right way, but look, laws of diminishing returns. Yep. I'm going to have to see it out to the end. And then the next thing you're 34 and you might have fucking had a couple of kids or bought a car or a house and you're like well fuck shit man I'm after putting like the the physiological trappings of the society around me now so I have to keep going at least to maintain like my base level has risen Uh, I'm going to have to fucking pay for this shit so I'm going to have to stay in this job even though it's not my 
greatest joy. Yeah. I'll just get a hobby. I'll just start making and you try and make your hobby your job, which is what happened to me. Fucking delighted. Yes. I feel yeah. blessed. But I did it like way back in the in the way back when. How many people have had to sit for the last two months with no job and go, What the fuck am I gonna do with my life? Yeah. In the next six months, there's gonna be so many businesses started, so many ideas that were festering around some middle aged man's head for ten oh, years man. while he slugged away in a in a shirt and tie job. Mm. And they're all going to start to be realized. Mm. There are things being done, relationships being forged, uh, you know, thought processes being finally having enough green field to flower and bloom. Because like the fucking daily grind, the weekend is not enough time mm. to, to, to bring that shit to life, you know. I think that's where I, um, I, I'm at. You're saying about that, the, the, the physiological um, entrapment of your you know, your life and having, you know, for me, 19, I got into plumbing. I was told, my dad said, be a plumber, he said. You'll never be poor, he said. It's easy, It'll be he funny, said. Yeah. <laughs> I can, There'll be lots of pipe there. I can says. categorically confirm. We've always got to have water. Yeah, exactly. You'll never be without a job. Um, yeah. But now, at 31, um, having gone through, you know, lockdown as well, and I must say, a big, a big part of me... Um, wanting to start this podcast is, and it might be absolute blind, foolish hope is that it releases me from that, that rat race because I absolutely detest it. And I try to carry on with it day in, day out and try to pretend it's okay. But the reality is it isn't. There's, there's more for us as human beings than what we fucking do now on this planet. And it's not right. And yeah, I mean, luckily, Kieran and Maka, when when we spoke about it, we're like, podcast? I'm fucking all over that. <laughs> and here we are, talking so to you, that. Gordon, and you're just blowing your head <laughs> wide open, mate. Exactly. And do you know what? I actually remember that conversation is because um, uh, having, when, I, when I was just sitting here on leave doing absolutely nothing, bored out of my brain, and uh, maybe it's a part of my personality as well, as soon as you said, oh, I really want to start a podcast, and I was like, Sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, you were like a dog with a bone right there. Yeah, big time. <laughs> but do you know, it comes back to your point, um, Gordon, that you made earlier. It's about like you, while obviously everyone's doing the same thing, you spent your lockdown reflecting on, on what's next or what's gone by. And actually, I completely agree with you. There's going to be so many things that now come from, from lockdown, whether it's, as you said, business ideas or self-improvement or new perspectives. And... I mean, that kind of lends to um, your sort of your niche in, in terms of uh, understanding the world around us from a different perspective as well. 100%. People's mind arses have been fucked. Like, absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there's, there, like, so let's set up an Etsy company selling like mind butt plugs. <laughs> just so people are like. Dribble, dribbling mind. Do you put them in your ears? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. My, my company's doing reasonably well, so thanks for the plug. <laughs> Literally. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> uh, love it. They're, they're just repurposed uh, baby soothers. And you oh, put them in your ears. stop it. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, like a lot of a lot of people have had to sit and think, like, is this the real? Is this the way the world works? And and think about the amount of absolutely fucking insane shit that has happened in the last five months. Mm -hmm. 
since this shit came down. Like, people are, <laughs> it's a meme, like 2020. Man, on New Year's Eve 2020, some cunt is going to shout, Jumanji! <laughs> 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 it's fucking bananas. Maybe they made two films about that. So wait till twenty twenty one. There's there's mur- fucking murder hornets. Like like think about like in at the end of March, everybody was like, oh my god, we're fucking, we're all going to die. It's going to be like a a plague. Yeah. And I was saying at the end of March, I was going, um, six weeks ago we were going into World War Three with nuclear powered Iran. Yeah. Did Preach anyone that. forget that yeah. shit? And and eight weeks ago. Australia was, was entirely on fire. <laughs> like, like this year is fucking bananas, yeah. right? But people are looking at that shit, and because of the internet, because the willingness of people to converse, there's so much alternative facts <laughs> being lashed out over the internet. There is a, there is a, a it's kind of like um, a digital stoicism about news oh, right now where people are allowed to people are allowed to go like i look at the news but i don't need to take it as fact mm. i can accept that information into my brain <laughs> but it doesn't affect me personally so i can just let it go yeah yeah i just push that to the side it doesn't matter that australia's on fire i don't live in australia and i don't really make or export anything I've, i can see home the way on youtube it's fine <laughs> and then there's there's thousands of people in Australia going help we're on fire Mm. and the rest of the world are going "Ah, to me you're just a YouTube do you know what I mean do you think Australia's Prime Minister realised they're on fire have you seen him no no, is he burnt? Throughout the whole thing genuinely like the dudes walking through burnt towns okay with people like digging up their house chucking in burnt koalas is now now (laughs) dust Right, literally, and this guy's walking through with his white shirt, black trousers, black leather shoes. Oh, this is and a splash puppy. Like, <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate. And, and, I mean, with so a, with a super... stick and a marshmallow. <laughs> Hell, that's <laughs> oh, oh, fucking ruined around here, mate. <laughs> oh, dip You'll never get that back up again. What flavour is that? Blue raspberry. <laughs> but honestly it's one of those things where you kind of question what's going on around you so i i very much lived the events of this year quite closely in certain in certain uh, circumstances and honestly just watching everything happen i was in disbelief Mm. yeah and uh, do you know this is why i think sometimes it pushes people towards uh, alternative views on um what's going on in the world because it's so hard to believe sometimes Maybe, and do you know what, sometimes I, I attribute it to maybe the stupidity of, of individuals um, who cause um, huge acts which, you know, reverberate through the world. But at the same time, what that then has a butterfly effect in, around the world, as we talked about PTSD earlier, is these alternative thoughts. And actually, mm-hmm. what were what were their uh, intentions? What was their meaning behind what they did? And it then starts such a large conversation. And because we're so well connected now, that conversation yeah. is global. Mm. Absolutely. And and the, the gift of retrospect is that you can use the power of the internet now to gather up even the most minute details. <laughs> yeah. So a crime that happened in 2002 is like majority speculation. Hell yeah. Some shit that happened in 2016. We have the fucking... You know how many how many popcorn kernels were in the motherfucker's teeth? <laughs> like, some, some, some security camera that was pointed at a wind at a mirror in a window of a fucking house, house homeware shop across the road, and you have some lad with sunglasses going enhance. 
enhance, <laughs> flip it, enhance, and then you j- you know what I mean? It's like we got we got the numbers. Like it's fucking crazy what technology mm. is after putting into uh, the, the the social discourse. And at the same time, technology is driving people apart. Absolutely, yeah. On Twitter, on Facebook. <clears throat> so, like I said earlier on, people are creating their own realities, and. A lot of people have come to the meme that the, the you know the world is a simulation, like the simulation is broken. We, we're living in the matrix. Like never more has that felt uh, uh, true, like more true. Yeah, big time. Um, Nineteen ninety nine, the movie The Matrix came out. Oh, great! Film. And the Wachowskis put so many like uh, psychology and uh, I get what would you call it, like religious or belief structure. Mm. Uh, imagery and allegories into those movies that people were watching going yeah man this is really time for a change and at the time it was time for a change yeah big time and then very quickly after that movie came out Columbine happened and we're like oh Mm. I've lost a bit of faith in humanity and then like 16 months later 9-11 happened and we're like oh the world is fucked and it, it, it really hung over everybody this this is this corona I think is like a long prolonged torturous post 9-11 downturn where everybody is like you know we don't even have the 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 glory of like the celtic tiger or the, the booming economy mm. because everything shut down there's not a lot of at, at least you know we can all be at home rents are getting paid food is getting eaten yeah um but imagine if like all of these businesses were closed all these jobs were closed and you still had all the outgoings that you cool. have like so many people will be completely like irreparably fucked and right now there is that many people irreparably fucked anyway um like we don't know how those people are going to recover and that is going to drive them into the arms of alternative thinking yeah Yeah. they're going to be going why was this allowed to happen they're going to lose faith in the news who are reporting wear masks don't wear masks actually wear masks actually masks make uh, uh, carbon dioxide inside your own head you make a vacuum of carbon dioxide and then if somebody lights a cigarette in front of you your head explodes actually no wear masks if you don't wear masks you fucking and you sneeze a million people are gonna die like it's flip-flopping on all of these things um uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, no, it's not actually. Actually, if you take it, it'll cure COVID, but you'd have to take it before you get it. So it's like a condom for COVID. Contagion, <laughs> the movie. Now, Honestly. If you take it now, your dicks fall off. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. And you know what it all is? It's all in uh, um, elements of control. So the people that are putting out these narratives in the new world, in, in like this world as we know it is crumbling. And what's happened over the last five months, you're talking about like, you know, Ellen, Oprah, Tom Hanks, mm. all of these people are accused of being part of a massive pedophilia. Yeah. Like, Jeffrey Epstein thing has become ubiquitous. Ghislaine Maxwell is in jail now. She got arrested the other day. Hell yeah. She has videos, allegedly has videos of Prince Andrew, like, heaving sweatily over some fucking 14-year-old <laughs> young he one. Doesn't, he doesn't sweat because uh, <laughs> he, he had a condition at that right? time, yeah. Did you, just, <laughs> did you see a video of him the other day? He was fucking sweating. He was running for the, <laughs> running for the plane that was going to bring sorry, to the sorry. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, he was in Pizza Express. It doesn't count, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you turn on the air conditioning? This Pizza Express is absolutely boiling. Um, oh, so it's just it's just the American hot. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that uh, they took all the seals off the front of Buckingham Palace and all the windows are all boarded mm-hmm. up from the inside? Like, what the fuck is going on? No one has seen the Queen since Patrick's Day. They're photoshopping. She's dead in her skin. That's pictures. why. Oh <laughs> man, it's so it's like the amount of stuff that's happening, but it's all confirmation bias to the conspiracy theorists who think that the 
the QAnon global elite power structure is crumbling from the inside. Yeah. Mm. And then from the from the other side, the people who are in normality, they're going like, ah, the fucking uh, uh, white supremacy is going to crumble and we're on the right side of history and black lives do matter and we're going to fucking take it. So both sides are going like, from the ashes, we will rebuild. <laughs> but everybody has agreed that the world is going to be ashes by the time this is over. That's a really bad <laughs> That's a fucking really shit place to start yeah. from. The trouble is as well, there's always... So, obviously, like you said, Gordon, like the the potential World War Three, the Australia burning to the ground, um, then COVID, now Black Lives Matter. Uh, the whole thing, I always, always... And again, since I started getting really heavily into conspiracy and stuff like that, is when the mainstream media is telling you a story what's actually going on what's the actual story now obviously epstein all of that stuff's going on while um and these massive pedophile rings that trump is is fucking up basically um it's all going on and then all of a sudden oh covid we've got this killer it's going to be worse than the spanish flu um lock yourselves down you know prison in your own homes i, th- I think personally as well america have had it worse because i think that they're at a point where potentially they could, um, they could call martial law and basically FEMA camps and all that sort of stuff, you know, putting the Patriots in so, there. and um, just, to, just to take a couple of those different points, right? So there was an exercise done all through the mid-2000s called Jade Helm 15, which is a, a military operation to, uh, it was like war games, to control um, a public insurrection. And, and there were, doing these exercises in like Texas cities. So it was basically like red team versus blue team and one pretended to be the revolting uh, populace and the other team were like the army trying to without killing too many of them get them into the corral them into cages or whatever and and make sure that they didn't fucking like these armed militias uh, it didn't end up like being a TV show Jericho remember with Skeet Ulrich and the fucking towns turned each other and everybody gets mobbed out of it you know so like there are plans in place. They put in the Patriot Act after 9-11, which is basically like if we get another 9-11 level incident that uh, the White House executive branch would be able to pu- push a button and uh, the whole of America is under military law. You had the, the Democratic mayor of Seattle giving the keys of the city hall to a bunch of anarcho-communists who took over six full city blocks for like 40 days there was hundreds of rapes, dozens of deaths from shootings, robberies, attacks, assaults, um, millions and millions of dollars in damage. And that was just a Democratic mayor who just handed over the keys. They tried to do it in Seattle, or they tried to do it in Portland, they did it in Atlanta, they tried to do it in Washington, D.C. There was literally like armed insurrection at the gates of the White House. You wouldn't see that shit on a fucking... A, a documentary about the Vietnam no. War. Like, there were literally pitched battles outside of the fucking gates of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with the police on one side and right gear bopping uh, uh, fucking soy boys and and weird anarcho-communist Antifa members on the head. Like, like <laughs> and, then it ju- and then it just went away. Like, it was like a fucking... Uh, uh, a behind-the-scenes look at uh, a season seven of The Walking Dead. Like, it's so bizarre. Mm. And now nobody's talking about that shit. It's gone on to the next thing. So I think there's um there's a, a the, the the loosening of the mind sphincter in your brain yeah. 
arse. It's the, it's the, it's the plugs, uh, mate. It's the butt plugs, you know. It, yeah, you got to have them fucking, <laughs> them, them mind butt plugs. Like the arse is being fucked too hard and there's nothing staying in it. <laughs> Everything you dump into it just leaks. Prolapse. Oh just my a prolapse. Goodness. A mind oh, prolapse. A prolapse. Yeah, mind yeah. prolapse. <laughs> that's what's oh. happening. And, and people watch the news and they're just like, ah, that's fucking yeah. bullshit. And they're able to go on the internet and get alternative facts quote-unquote alternative facts which means that they're getting their own biases confirmed they're getting information that like snuggles them up like a lovely bacon double cheeseburger and a milk yeah. for their mind <laughs> and they go like just tell me everything's going to be okay or what most people are looking for is the zombie porn it's the, the it's the apocalypse porn they're going tell me that in six weeks time everything is going to be reduced to ashes and the people that i support are going to be the ones who rebuild the system mm -hmm. so that I can live in that system. Yeah. yeah. So people are fucking crossed their fingers and hoping and praying for the whole thing to just burn to the ground so they can build something yeah. new. And we've never been closer. Like America's teetering on the brink of civil war, whether you like yeah. it or not. Some people will say that's an overreaction. I would it's say an observation. some videos on the fucking yeah. internet mm. where there's hundreds of armed uh, uh, black... There's camps in cities, isn't there? Armed militias... Walking up the streets yeah. of Atlanta, barricaded camps. Going like, yeah, it's man. Like, mm. It's like some some weird like post-apocalyptic computer game. Like, but but it's it's come to life, yeah. you know. So like, what people have had to face over COVID uh, is their own limitations when work is taken away from them. That they're like, what is my actual purpose? Yeah, you know. They're going like, well, all I was doing was getting up, going to work, and I thought that was enough. I was, I was raising my family; everything's cool. Like I was having a good time at the weekend, or you know, I'd have my, I'd have my fantasy football on a Wednesday night, and go out with the lads for a few pints on Friday. You know, have a lazy ride on a Sunday with the missus, and you know, kick a football with the young lad. Out the yeah, <laughs> lazy ride on Sunday. Yeah. Neither are really doing the pushing. It was just like half and half. It's just, it's just, it's just gravity. And, uh, it's just gravity. It's all it is. It's more yeah, like a, yeah. more like a pulsation than a thrust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A butt, a butt, butt squeezing. Um, oh, dear. Can you imagine rolling over and asking your missus, "You up for a half and half, darling?" <laughs> Wait, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's what you've been going. Half so my effort, half yours. Yeah. So like, um, like a lot of people. Who who were plucked out of the rat race went like fuck, what is my purpose? And if they had predilections towards like fuck Trump or whatever in their head, mm. the the media there was a, a more than enough media mm. there to facilitate that the the fostering and growth of that ideology within them. Mm. And then within like two months, they were radicalized into this like fuck Trump. Fuck the USA, <laughs> fuck America. Oh yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. There's like how many how many videos on TikTok or on Instagram of Americans living in America on the Fourth of July? We're putting up shit going, fuck America. Yeah. America can fuck yeah. up. Let's blow up Mount Rushmore. You're like, you were radical. Yeah. that's a radicalization. Yeah. And like eight weeks ago, you were a secretary <laughs> in a fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? In like a like a plastics company. <laughs> And now you've dyed your hair purple and grown a mustache and armpit hair, and now you're a fucking anarcho-communist terrorist. And that's just what the, the women. Yeah. So... yeah. The fuck have you eaten? Uh, 
<laughs> big, and, big then, and then and then with stuff like like the death of George Floyd, yeah, you know, people ask me to talk about, it and I was like, is that for me to talk mm. about? I don't very know, contentious, a load of conspiracies. very contentious, hugely contentious. So many conspiracies around that, and I find in conspiracy times, people sometimes don't want to face the harsh truth. Yeah. So they make up a conspiracy around it that try to poke holes in reality. And it's really easy to do, man, because there's a whole lot of people looking for mm-hmm. it. Um, there's videos of going like, was that even George Floyd on the ground? Here's a picture of him with hair. Here's a picture of him without hair. Mm-hmm. And you're like, is that is that really what we need to be focusing on here? And conspiracy ends up being like that a lot. Yeah. Where people get bogged down in the semantics and the tiny minute details, you know, like look at the fucking shape of his ears. That the real Jeffrey Epstein did to swap his body out. Look at the ears. Look at his ears. Look at his fucking yeah. ears. Like it's like, okay, man, really. Just the picture of these pixelated ears. Like I can't tell anything from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what we really need to focus on is is the bitch to have in custody now who has fucking notebooks on everybody. She got the receipts. Oh man. yeah, she does. So like, yeah. why we focus on Jeffrey Epstein? The cunt is yeah. dead, and no mm. one's going to know who killed him unless we get some information. So it's, right. it, there's a lot of distraction and the distraction is there again to give people the opportunity to fill in the blanks themselves. Mm. So it goes back to the old adage, like we don't see the world how it is. We see the world as we are. Mm-hmm. And if a lot of people want to look at the George Floyd situation and go, yeah, it's all a fake to start the a helter-skelter, Charlie Manson-esque race war to drive America into, like, a civil war to make martial law, uh, you know, the law of the land. We'll end up being in Thunderdome where, like, you know, Biden and Trump enter and only one can leave and the, mm. the, the world that's built from the ashes of this civil war will be a greater America or whatever. Like, maybe that's the case or maybe some cunt killed a black dude who was a yeah. criminal. Yeah. Exactly. And... A lot of people just went, I've had enough of that. Yeah. And they went off and started protesting. Yeah. But that's the thing. It it doesn't happen on the daily. There's only nine unarmed African-American men killed by the police in 2019. Nine. Now, that's nine too many, Mm. but just nine. But the fucking pervasive propaganda put out by the internet and the mainstream media is that police are killing unarmed black men every day. You even said it yourself. It happens on the daily. Nine people. Yeah, nine but what, many, I, what, what but I mean by nine. that as well is that there's the... It's not just the killing of, of black people. It's the general treatment yeah. of black people. And that's genuinely yeah. what we, none of us should stand for. I was just saying but, that the truth is subjective. And, uh, like, yeah. you know, during lockdown, people had to fucking face up with some hard shit. And Big time. They had to... It, it, with, the, with the space that lockdown gave them, without being distracted by everyday life they had to look inside themselves and see like what do I believe and uh, like undoubtedly the mainstream media is undoubtedly social media like the technocrats like Facebook uh, Google Twitter all all of the Mm. you know that's all left leaning now what that means left and right anymore is Mm. so muddled and befuddled but there is definitely a a paradigm shift coming where mm. I feel and hope that like the corrupt elements of society are going to be expunged. They're going to be exposed for their nefarious dealings and they're yep. going to be pulled out. Yeah. Now, yep. if that includes Trump and all of his fuck faces as well, <laughs> let that happen. If he's guilty, let him hang. Like, let that shit happen. But mm. those motherfucking Clintons, boy, they cool. need to go. 
They need to go, man. They're fucking so bad. So to the core. Mm. Like, bad to the bone. Yeah. Bad to the bone. Some of them shits, like, like an elite pedophile network. You know, they're talking about Ellen DeGeneres being on lockdown. The set of her TV show is like a faithful recreation of Jeffrey Epstein's island. It absolutely is to the untrained eye. Like, look at that shit. You know, is she like her show is being cancelled and they're saying it's because uh, public opinion has turned on her because she was rude to her staff. It's like, no, son, she done some shit. She got arrested. She was put on house arrest. She had some shit on her ankle that you can clearly see in her Instagram videos. She looks Mm. troubled. Um, Is she drinking like children's blood filled with adrenaline? I don't know. But she's definitely involved (laughs) in some fucking shit. Oprah Winfrey was best friends with John of God who's like a Brazilian cult leader who who kidnapped women and impregnated them and forced them to have the kids and then took the kids and sold the kids into sexual slavery and the kids were never put on any fucking registers or records mm. or anything like that. And there's pictures of Oprah Winfrey and him like giving like snuggle huggy kisses. Oh, You're like, my. there's something going on, man. There's I'm blind. On. And we're all sifting through these sands some people with the space that the lockdown gave them have found this new information and it has changed their outlook some people have gone the other way where they want to be on the the right side of history which is apparently <laughs> used often of history. Uh, and they're acquiescing to the mainstream media's demand for equity for equality mm. and for um you know uh, uh, I'll say it we're all we're all part of that gang a, a halt to the patriarchal, homogenous, male-oriented ge- male, uh, white society that has enslaved us all. And, oh, sorry, sorry, this is the wrong show for that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Is this, is this, uh, is this uh, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just to, um, Tell just them to... all about it, those socialism guys. Just to jump in, Gordon, right. So we, as a, as a podcast now, I mean, we are... Yeah in uncharted waters i mean i don't we've never we've never run out of time on anchor that's for certain so um oh, congratulations taken, welcome to the jungle you've taken us to the next level <laughs> now you know what happens when the clock strikes zero it's yeah like, you've gone beyond the looking glass boys <laughs> but before before we we wrap it up and bring it to a close i've got yes. one question for you and yeah obviously you you get down these rabbit holes and some of this stuff is is so far beyond comprehension. Yeah. Has anything genuinely scared the shit out of you when you've when you've started digging on it? No. I I don't want to do a show about Scientology, mainly because they're very active in the pushback mm. about criticism of their uh, religion slash business slash China of cult. religions. You are. Cult, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, where is Shelley Miscavige? Where is the mm. wife of Dave Miscavige, the, 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 the de facto leader of the Scientology Church? Like, there's loads of Scientologists. Most of them are sound. They're, they're giving money into this church in, in, in the hopes that the, their belief structure will be able to shed some light on the meaning of their existence. And a lot of times, they're rich people who don't have to labor every day. Uh, they're like the chimpanzees in the jungle, sitting back with a fucking, you know, a Sally switch. Remember? 
that your granny used to, your granny used to give you the bent mail on ice. A, a, a detorn Sally switch hanging at the side of her mouth with one leg over the other at the knee, making a figure four, both hands behind her head, looking up through the leaves at the bluing sky as it passes over through the, through the gaps in the canopy of the jungle. The rotten is fruit like, hanging off the tree for their snack. Yeah, man. And I'm thinking about like, how am I going to get me some more monkey pussy? Like, that's how, <laughs> like what has that fucking guy that's got to keep where the, the fuck, where the fuck is them bananas? Where's the good mm. bananas, man? You yeah. Know, like, these, these celebrities have a time to contemplate, to self-reflect, and that's why invariably they end up doing shit with Gal Gadot and imagine all the people like, there's <laughs> the nothing else to be doing. That was like and then they do it, it and everyone's like, <laughs> What the fuck is this shit? And they're like, guys, guys, we're helping. It's like, you're not helping at all, you fucking black and white patronizing cunts. You're not helping. You're singing a song into a phone with a bunch of other people who are millionaires who don't give any money, but you sing a song for free. What the fuck are you? Do you know what I mean? So like, these are the people who will buy into something like that to buy into a belief structure, be it Scientology, be it like <laughs> rabid liberalism, be it, you know, uh, anarcho-socialism. It's, it's, it's fucking rich white kids who are like sitting at home with no tribulations in their life. They're going like, how can I make a difference? How can I have an impact on the planet? Mm, how can no I reality. Yeah. How can I change not only my own existence and my own like corporeal form, or I've got all the fucking six pack abs. I've done everything physically that a human can do. I've got a fucking Maserati and I've got like a blowjob sandwich off a of two 11 out of 10 fucking Victoria's Secret supermodels. Like you can't really, my dick has reached peak experience. When you get a blowjob sandwich off a of two 11 out of 10s, like what are you looking for then? What's the next thing? Let's sing a song with Gal Gadot on Instagram. Like, they're looking for validation. They're looking mm. for human contact. They're looking for uh, a, a, an emotional anchor. They're looking to make a difference, to be loved, to be mm. wanted. Look to have someone spend time with them genuinely, mm. because that's what all humans want. So it reverts, whether you're at the very lowest end of the socioeconomic structure or at the very highest, it still reverts to that base need, that base desire of, yeah. does someone love me? Do I love someone or something? Can that be sustained no matter what? Mm. And when you're very, very rich, you often find yourself in situations like religions or cults or some kind of some kind of organization like a Freemasonry or some kind of fraternal oh, yeah. some fraternal organization where people of like mind and of like situation can share these pretty unique experiences. It's like in Thirty Rock when Tracy Jordan is doing stand up when he's like a a, a multi-millionaire and the guys are like hey Tracy I think your material is not really you know accessible to the audience and he's like hey you ever be like driving your Bugatti down the street and then your monkey escapes that shit is crazy and everybody's like how do you identify with that That's... so like these people fucking like they go to Scientology they go to this like rabid liberalism because it gives them a sense of purpose mm. I'd love to do a show about Scientology but the cunts be knocking on your door, man. And they would. <laughs> they would actually, like, find it where you live. They'd come to your door. They'd harass you. They'd shit in their hand. They'd poke at your letterbox. Mm. They'd send you, like, legal fucking cease and desist stuff and all. Wearing and a Tom like, Cruise mask. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Jumping on my sofa going, I love this woman! <laughs> 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 
role. You're the best actor um, I've ever seen. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, to be and, fair, Tom Cruise is probably tall enough to look straight through your letterbox. So. <laughs> <laughs> he used to get, uh, up, and, used to get uh, up on his tippy toes to shit through it. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets someone to do it from. But on that amazing, amazing bombshell. I'm going to push us to the end of today's show. If you want to find Gordon's podcast, it's Those Conspiracy Guys on Instagram. And I fully, fully recommend going and have a listen. Um, Some really, really good eye-opening content. Mm. So, Gordon, thank you very much. Asa, thank you very much. And, dude, I have to admit, I mean, are you, have you have you gone flaccid yet, or are you still fully erect? Uh, I think I'll be erect all night, to be quite honest. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, this just, yeah, this just tickles my pickle. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> right, over to producer Maka to end today's show. Guys, thank you so so much for uh, for this episode. Absolutely fantastic, Gordon. You've been an absolute legend. I haven't laughed so much in so long. You've been an absolute breath of fresh air. Really appreciate you coming on, guys. Look forward to the next episode of Straight Out of Lockdown. <laughs>